0: Raunchy Power Hour, a book club for discussing romance from the erotic to the erroneous. As always, this is an explicit podcast and contains strong language, adult themes, and sexual content. If you are sensitive to these things, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. This month, we are reading Stuffed, a Thanksgiving romance by Jessica Gadzila. This is the entirety of Stuffed. This podcast will contain spoilers of the entire book. If you want to read along with us, stop listening now. It's okay. We'll wait for you to come back. This book doesn't have any spo I'm um, sorry, doesn't have any content warnings that I can think of, so um, you have been warned. I'm your producer, Ashlyn. I'm one of your hosts,
1: Sydney. Cling, 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 man, you capin'. Ooh, ah, cling, 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 man, you cappin'. Drip, sla- splash, water, drip, splash, <laughs> splash, drip. What? What the
0: heck? What was
1: that? What are
0: you Don't watch SNL? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! Friggin' Timothy Shallow may want a bit! <laughs> 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 now get ready to get raunchy!
1: It's all I could think of. It's all I could That was in my head.
2: Oh, my God. Cindy,
0: I have a question to ask you. What's your question, Lauren?
1: If you had to write a smut novel regarding a festive holiday, any holiday of your choosing, what would be the title?
2: uh, Well, now you've given me a question that's too broad. Uh, um. Oh, no? I'll stick to Thanksgiving since okay. it's on theme. It's just around the corner. Um, it's one of my favorite holidays. Not for all of the atrocious things that began the holiday, but because I just love hanging out with my family. Um, I would call it. <gasps> no, do we want something that's just like exponentially dirty and awful? I mean you're the author of this of this. Tale. So, so if I'm the author and I'm just writing pure Thanksgiving porn, um I think I would call it pumpkin cream pie. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't I no, that's not bad. The other one, the choice was gonna be, mm,
1: gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with with pop rap sensation Young Gravy. No, the hit no. novel. <laughs> mm, gravy.
2: <laughs> mm. Uh, listeners are gonna have a. Uh, you guys are gonna have a fun time with me tonight because I am on a lot of cold medicine. If you cannot tell by my very 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 stuffy nose. Get stuffed. But, you know, I'm just a sickie looking for a quickie. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> um, okay, while you take that minute, uh, Lauren, I'm going to rephrase your question. If mm-hmm. you were to write a just pure porn, just all the porn for, a, for Thanksgiving, what would you name your book?
1: Hmm. I'm so glad you asked. I, you know, when I when I think of Thanksgiving porn, I'm brought back to to memories at my Thanksgiving family dining table. Don't 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 think about that too hard. Uh, and uh, yep, you know what? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> and I think of all the dishes that are that are laid out before me in this like cornucopia type display, mm-hmm. and you've got like. You know, your 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 mashed potatoes, you got your cranberry sauce, you got the turkey glistening, fried skin that peels from the bones. But what you always have, at least at my family table, is a casserole. And so in honor of that, I would call my smut book. Fill me up like a layered casserole.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's lengthy, but I think
1: it's worth it, you know. We would, we would read it. Th- catch us at Thanksgiving next year, Well, <laughs> Lauren will be writing her manuscripts, film me.
2: <laughs> and with that, uh, welcome back, everyone, to Rochi Power Hour. Uh, tonight, as you kind of heard, we are b- reading Stuffed, a Thanksgiving romance, um, So kind of to begin before we jump into the festivities and the chaos that was this uh, short little novella. um, I'm going to be going over some general info and introducing our characters. And then Lauren is going to take us away into a interesting ride into the plot because she did not take notes. And that is okay. Um, In my defense,
1: listeners, until about 10 minutes ago... I was under the assumption that that poor sick Sydney would be leading our plot summary. And then we did a switch route because she is not feeling well. And so no. therefore I went on this raw dogs with pure vibes and that is how it will stay. <laughs> and You know what? That fits the vibe of
2: this book. So going into it, what we've got on general info. Um, it was re- written by Jessica Godzilla. I am so sorry if I'm mis- mis- mispronouncing that name. But it was first published in November 3rd of 2016. Um, And the average Goodreads score is a 4.06 stars out of 5 out of 1,411 reviews as of this recording. And then on StoryGraph, we have an average rating of a 3.72 stars out of 5 again with only 94 stats. So uh, stars, honestly, not too bad for one of these like um for one of these books that we've been kind of reading um is that the highest <laughs> rated novella that we have read thus far that could possibly yeah that could be a possibility i will admit that um and do you now lord do you want to know why that's a possibility what do you want because me- no yeah uh-huh. i'm our author I found out, because you two decided that you didn't want to do research, and I told you not to after I found this out. I found out that Godz... God's, uh, Jessica, I'm so sorry that I cannot pronounce your last name. Jessica has quite a prolific spread of novels. 128 to be exact. Which she started publishing in 2015. And not only does she have this huge repertoire of books, she is also a USA Today best-selling author. <laughs> and her series, which won that title, is known as uh, the Nave Sink Bank Henchmen series, which has in itself 20 books within this series.
1: James Patterson is... <laughs> spitting your shitting, and throwing up <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i'm like eat your heart out james patterson uh yeah so i did like look at the average like length of these books and they're not uh, they're not like 300 length like they're averaging around a little over 100 um but yeah she's a very prolific writer within this kind of like she does i think it's considered dark romance in some of them like she has some dark romances um Please correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. I only did a short search. I wasn't able to truly dig in deep. But yeah, so this is actually one of her earlier books, um, which she published in 2016, like I said. So this is about a year after she first started. Uh, and yeah, I just wanted to share that information because when I found that out, I found that to be pretty interesting.
1: I have a question for you following up on that revelation. <laughs> yes so so i as soon as you told me that i I like researched her i just typed in her name Mm -hmm. have you seen her website yes there's a there's a section called goodies that i clicked on where she posts like short stories and snippets and i just I, i just stuck on the title of one which for the record listeners at home was it clitoris and dickie yeah yeah the title is literally "Clatonia and lil dicky and the (laughs) banner is a bunch of sex toys and christmas ornaments yeah yeah and then it's followed up by (laughs) depression at 4 a.m yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) uh she she is the author that we did not know we needed but we did need her She was not the author we wanted, but she was the one we needed. There we go. I was finishing that quote. Um, Safe to say, we will probably be reviewing more of this author's work in the future because she is giving us a plethora of material. Um, So, yeah, that is is our general info and info about the author. And I'm going to introduce our characters real quick. So we've got Callie. Who is our female like main love interest um I'm using the term f m c because I just found out that's a term that we can use, which is female main character um so she's our f- main female main character um and she's insecure but not like other girls kind of girl uh she's also known as pip, but only by um our male love interest um named adam gallagher i also never found out the last name of callie i don't know i don't know what her last name is uh so she doesn't have a last name because she's here to steal his (laughs) um and i wrote down for him a hot and dead parents
1: (laughs) which is like every wattpad fan fiction's dream i feel like
2: honestly yeah um uh and then those are kind of our two those are our two main characters and then some background characters we have is just mom dad who are the parents of callie and her brother Corey, who we don't i don't know what he does for a job which i found very interesting anyway we'll go into it later um we have amy the hot mean cousin uh and then we have albus uh callie's black cat which we barely um meet. Uh he's kind of just said in passing and then um halfway through the book I think we forgot that he existed. Uh so yeah I mean that's really all of our relevant
1: characters. And Lauren It's her time I feel the need to supply a disclaimer. I am not drunk. I'm just stupid and have a bad memory. I'm also
2: not drunk. I'm just cl- A lot of cold medicine.
1: Yeah, we're both we're both rocking with like half a brain cell at the moment. And I think that's the perfect environment for something like this. Speaking of half a brain cell moment, we're we're going in raw with the dedication to this novel, which I thought was like a really important piece to include (gasps) before we get into the plot summary. I didn't even read that. Oh, I'm excited. It's only two sentences. It's very it's very brief. Short. It goes as follows. Dedication. To the mumblers, the bumblers, the blushers, the trip over your own two feeders. We shy girls, we totally get love too.
2: <laughs> it's an ode to the tumbler girls.
1: <laughs> an ode to the girls who wear Converse <laughs> with their dresses. <laughs> who says...
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right this, this is to all the super Who lock girlies out there that's really what she's it truly right is
1: it truly is because there are doctor who references in this in this novel <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> there's a firefly reference i literally wrote down in my notes I when of course
1: she's a firefly fan <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna like i i have this i have this feeling we're on the same page here we're about to rip this this fmc to shreds am i correct oh, yeah Yes, okay. FMC. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, but I will preface
2: this before we rip into this. I didn't hate this book. I actually I somewhat enjoyed it. So I'm going to put that in the forefront before we, like, dig in because I don't want to rip it to shreds 100% because I did, I did enjoy parts.
1: I will That's get into say. my... My personal thoughts towards the end, mostly because I think this recap will actually be very helpful in me formulating my thoughts, since I will not be revealing the time at which I finished this book, (laughs) because it was hashtag recent. (laughs) Anyway.
2: Two minutes before recording.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey,
2: (laughs) this is what dreams are made of. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ashlyn is like giving us the copyright stare. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, stop. (laughs) All right. Speaking of our FMC, this book is a dual perspective shifting book where it's primarily told through the lens of Callie, our leading lady, and then occasionally we'll be switching off into Adam. I will try my best to remember when that occurs, but fuck it, wee ball. I'll remind you. You're good. Thanks. I got the notes. This The story opens with Callie sort of low-key kind of inwardly monologuing at us. She's at home where she's currently living in a single apartment in Washington, D.C., where she works as a graphic designer at a firm that we are learning may possibly be going under. Which is quite a shame for Miss Callie, considering how she has spent the better part of like multiple years of her life sort of giving her we could presume, heart and soul to this company. So much so that she's actually missed the past six years of Thanksgiving celebrations with her family. Now, not all of these were due to her job. She claims that some of them occurred during college. She got in a nasty car wreck. She got sick one year. But by and large, the last few years have been because she, you know, just really fucking dedicated to the craft, I suppose.
2: I mean, we didn't even know she was a graphic designer until the end of the book. I was just like, oh.
1: (laughs) I know. I thought of you when I read that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll get into my qualms about that when we get there.
1: (laughs) Many qualms were had. Yeah. We also learned that not only is Callie a bit of a workaholic, but she also has a self-proclaimed potato chip addiction, which, like, don't get me started on. I think... And and bear in mind, at least on my e-reader copy, this is only the second page in. Yeah. So same here. I'm I, I'm two pages. I'm 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 tippy toe deep in, and I'm like, oh, you're one of those, aren't you? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um one of my first thoughts kind of going into that was I wrote I feel uncomfortable with all the comments slash descriptions of a female main character and her like quote unquote addiction to Potato chips. Like it felt weird, but that also could just be me. Cause, oh no, you also felt that way? Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. To me, it screams of like millennial speak and millennial like style of humor where it's like, don't wake me up or don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. It's sort of almost like a new take on that of like, oh, I am a potato chipped fiend. I I'm so quirky. I love little chips. I love the salt on my fingers, and that's like half of my personality traits. Yeah, I will say, um, going into
2: chapter three, I uh, I'll reveal that later. Never mind, I take that back. But yeah, um, I felt really uncomfortable, un- uncomfy with all of that because I was just like, hey, um, it kind of sounds like you may have a binge eating disorder. And I thought that was really weird going in and like kind of making it like a fun, quirky trait. Like, ooh, she's just really into eating chips.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She even refers to it. I'm looking now. She even refers to it as, quote, She's breaking down the different types of chips that are good for like, a, you know, when she goes on like a like a snack mm-hmm. of of potato chips. And she says, I quote, plain potato were best for a real binge when you're double fisting the greasy goodness while rocking in your office cubicle, trying not to worry about what would happen if you blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. But to make matters worse, it swiftly followed up. Like the description of her like chip eating is swiftly followed up with a phone call with her mom, who we're sort of it's not said explicitly, but like we're basically given the vibe of like almond mom energy where they're like out hiking. She even like says a comment of like, I can hear the bag rustling, referring to like Callie's potato chip bag in the background. She even later says, please tell me you at least got them at Whole Foods. Like it's a lot of hyper fixation on food which I was almost like braced for at the beginning me personally I read that and I was like this could actually be a really interesting dynamic I think between like maybe the mom will be like really overbearing maybe a lot of this is like sort of led to like certain personality traits of Callie like I actually thought this could be great for like nuanced and like revealing a lot of strife between the two I feel like that's not what happened personally And the mom almost took on a whole different personality halfway through the book. I was like, you're setting her up yeah. to be person A, and we got like person D, you know? Yeah, we got wingman mom
2: at the end, not uh, crunchy, not crunchy almond mom. Um, I, I 100% agree with that. Because also at one point, I remember this was like, I think it was just after the phone call like they had talked and all that and then she was like oh yeah and i think all of her healthy eating helped with my metabolism because after eating all these chips i only gained like five to ten pounds and i'm like
1: what the fuck it's I weird like not how that works i'm not a nutritionist i don't think that's how that shit works no no i don't think so uh, yeah i didn't love it personally And if this is a sensitive topic area for folks, I could even see this being, like, not great. You know what I mean? Like, this is – it's bordering on, like, problematic, I think.
2: So, I'm actually one of those people, 100%. uh, Because going into this, I was not expecting that. So, I was – I was a tiny bit triggered. But, I mean – after that, it kind of chills out. So yeah. it's not as bad. But yeah, going into it, that did not. Um, that was not great for a first impression. But then it did. It did get better. It got better.
1: Like like a lot of little nuances that were told about Callie, it just kind of gets dropped halfway through the book and we never see it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, speaking of that. This conversation with her mom on the phone is also kind of pointless. Like, they literally just talk about, like, food. Her mom talks about who all is going to be there at Thanksgiving dinner, and they arrange her flight. Now, the important thing to note, really, from this conversation is who is going to be at this dinner. We are told, quote, oh, right, well, myself and your father, of course, Grandpa, too. Your cousin Amy will be coming, and we're given sort of a one-off line to already indicate that maybe Amy is not a character that we're going to love but we'll get into that later. And then she also makes the comment that someone named Adam is going to be in attendance at this dinner, which sends Adam. our main girly. <laughs> Adam! <laughs> Adam, stop. 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 It literally it literally sends our girly pop into a tizzy. She has a whole on like wait a minute. Oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry, just remembered, wasn't Vine a thing in
2: 2016? <laughs> Do you think she got the name from, from the
1: Vine? I think musically was the thing in 2016, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I, I feel like it went. was Vine. Vine started, I, I think ended in like our senior year. Uh, so
0: <clears throat> Vine died January 17th of 2017. And now I'm looking up when the Adam Vine got posted.
1: Adam. <laughs> TikTok has rotted my brain to the point where I've forgotten a lot of Vine references. One of my coworkers made a Vine reference today, and it took me a solid like five minutes to be like, "Oh, that's what you were." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Recipes. I mean, my.
2: 2016. 2016. (gasps)
0: 2016 is when the Adam Vine was popular. Musically died in 27 or not musically Vine died in 2017.
2: All I have to January say is that January 17th I- of
0: 2017, you are not off at all.
2: All I have to say is that um Vine gave us the name Adam for this book. That's all I have to say and continuing in the review.
1: <laughs> Headcanons. Headcanons. Yeah, we are sort of told right off the bat that this Adam guy that's going to be in attendance to dinner has been Callie's brother's. Sorry, I'm going to try and say this in a way that doesn't sound like a fucked up family tree. Callie's brother, Corey's like childhood through lifelong best friend. The three of them have sort of always been sort of like a unit like they, you know, were always close. Adam had always been around the family, especially now sort of in adulthood with how his parents unfortunately passed away. During his freshman year of college, which has been a few years ago. And ever since, he's kind of just been spending a lot of like family holidays, particularly Thanksgiving with Callie's family. However, as we have mentioned earlier, Callie has not been home in about six years. So this will be the first time that she has seen him in ages, and yet she still has the same fanny flutters that she did when she, d- liked to back <clears> in high school. Did you say fanny flutters? <laughs> I love me some Love Island. They say the craziest shit on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch more Love Island. <laughs> Are you fucking joking? you give me fanny flutters. <laughs> I mean, any more fans in the chat? Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um yep that's that's the premise it's giving Victorious's best friend's brother no wait sorry wrong brother's best friend that's the dynamic yep not best friend's brother jk thank you ashlyn i see you singing yeah she's singing it to us um
2: yeah i was like oh okay when, like, we got the reveal, I was like, oh, okay, but I'll be real, when, when Adam was first introduced, I thought the way her mom was saying it, I thought Adam and Corey were together, like, that's the vibe I got, and then I went, oh, no, oh, 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 she's meant to like him, oh, okay, got it, cool
1: you liberals trying to insert your gay agenda.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is the gay agenda. Yes.
1: (laughs) That would have been crazy. That's a book I want to read. Yeah, I would have loved that. But anyway. Yeah. No, unfortunately, that's not how this book goes. She is very much head over heels, still crushing over Adam and is sort of like kind of like trying to fight the excitement of seeing him at home. She flies out with her grumpy ass cat named Albus, who is named after Albus Dumbledore from Harry Potter, because if there hasn't been enough millennialisms in here, here's another one. Millennialisms. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's this book reeks of it. No it offense does. to Jessica.
2: It was written in 2016, so like it's peaked BuzzFeed
1: era, so coming off the Tumblr the Tumblr heat where we were all yeah. primal and, and Yeah. Anyway. Um <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. Um, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> delete. Um, so you know, homegirl dressing up for the airport, right? And not a, you know, I like to be comfortable at the airport, you know. I, I don't like to to dress to the nines, but you know what I don't wear? I don't mm-hmm. wear leaf printed leggings, sweatshirts that she intentionally buys, like Till they yeah. like hang past her knees. A messy bun with quote described hipster looking librarian glasses. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I did write down, uh, girl, don't complain. You look frumpy when you dress
1: yourself. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm like, you consciously made this decision. And she knew Adam was going to be there. She says later that she's like, oh, I thought he would have come in later. Bitch, that was never said. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. he <They> never specified. <laughs> oh, my God. And so she's all, she's she walks in, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm I'm stuck on the leaf print leggings. I like? love that you're stuck <laughs> on that. And I'm stuck
2: on the cross body bag where she's carrying over 10 novels in her, like, in a carry on. With her cat. And then her, she's dragging her suitcase also behind her. I'm a girl. Get a Kindle. <laughs> like, that's too many. Also, your dad's got them. Ashlyn, I know you're saying no to me, but it's too many books. Ten books Actually, for two days. I, I-
0: i wasn't saying no to you um one of you said bitch and then i got the bitch don't get on um, my speed that that got stuck in my head that tiktok audio oh, sorry have y'all seen
1: the sonic the hedgehog revamp of that where he goes bitch speech. you know i'm sexy, yes. sexy. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> i was singing to myself bad? is it bad that
2: i went to Doja cat that just said bitch i said what i said what i said <laughs> We're still gonna get sued. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> hey, we're stopping right there because we don't want to get sued. Please don't sue us, Doji Cat. We actually really love you.
1: No, I didn't think about how how <laughs> the crossbody bag was a carry on. You just pointed that out to me, like because
2: like that's heavy.
1: Pushing really- her cat. Does she really think she's gonna read ten books on the plane? It's D.C. to Massachusetts. That's like a. One point five hour flight said, no. that's what i said no. and her
2: dad's like hey i have these in the library and she's like i'm just like a sucker for pretty editions." i'm like girl i get it i'm not bringing 10 with me
1: that's excessive and honestly real talk here how many times did she read during the course of the events of this novel she didn't bring it up once Twice, never mind. Oh, twice, never mind. I only remembered
2: the one. I'm going to go with Ashlyn because Ashlyn probably (laughs) remembers better than both of us. Probably. Also, she brought like multiple Jane Austens with her. I'm like, those things are thick. (laughs) You don't, like, you don't just casually pick up a Jane Austen. You don't casually pick up Pride and Prejudice and just go, "Mm, this is a light, like, yummy read. Like,
1: no. But she's not like other girls, Sydney. <laughs> and she's also
2: into the classics. She also didn't mention one book that was like a contemporary book, except for like Harry Potter. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, I get it. I get it.
1: I I just yeah. It, there was a vibe that had been established in the first chapter. We're we're still <laughs> on the first chapter. No, we're on the second. We got to the second finally. Also, can I can I rant real quick about
2: how she describes herself? Because I just felt like she described me, and I was like, "This is rude." (laughs) Because she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not like fat, and I'm not like skinny. I'm like skinny fat." (laughs) I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, bitch!" (laughs) She's like, "Yeah, I have like wavy hair. It's like brown and like all of this." And I was just like. Rude. Are you calling me out or something? Like, was this book meant to call me out? What the fuck? She's like, oh yeah. And then my glasses are like quirky. <laughs> Listeners, you cannot see because this is an audio format. I currently have on green glasses with like gold accents on it, and I wear these every day. But they're they're an accessory as well as a necessity.
1: So I was just like, hmm. This, Did you feel uh, attacked? i felt so
2: attacked i felt and then she's like just like i'm not pretty i'm not like other girls and no
1: boy finds me attractive and i'm like jesus christ she was like i'm nerdy as shit <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> I was she, like,
2: this author was like let me look deep into the soul of this future podcasting host and make sure she
1: knows that this <laughs> is pointed at her this is about her <laughs> Sydney, do you also have an R2-D2 paperweight? I can't say I do, but I think my partner might. <laughs> damn. Steal it from him. You I'm have right. to assume the identity of this woman.
2: <laughs> Hi, my name's Callie now. Callie, insert oh. last name because we don't know what their last name is because it never
1: gets mentioned. God damn. Oh Man, we hate to see it. Yep. <laughs> well, she arrives home in Massachusetts she her dad picks her up from the airport we learned that he's like a retired teacher turned like guest lecturer at like some fucking college we're never told what the name is and like now honestly I have a, a legit like literary analysis question for you here so at some point in the book spoiler free her relationship with her father is described as like she is his whole world they are like they are like soulmates, you know. She is so much like her father; he would do anything for her. Yet his sole involvement in this book is picking her up from the airport and being like, "Sick, you brought books." Yeah. Did they feel as close as the so, book was telling you they were? To because they so, didn't to me. Uh,
2: so I noticed a theme, and maybe this is just because this is an earlier book of this author. Like, I don't want to, like, take that, like... I don't want to dig too deep, but, yeah, it's it's a little rough because it is one of their earlier works. A lot of this is a lot of show not... is tell not show. Um, And we'll kind of get into that with Amy, too, is, like, there's no reason for her to be such a bitch, and yet she just is for no reason. It's a lot of just showing that she's a bitch, but not really telling us why. So... I feel like it was just kind of there just because we needed that description and we needed a description of the father character. I also noticed this with the grandfather because the grandfather speaks two lines. He has two speaking lines and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Corey also doesn't have a lot of screen time until like towards <laughs> the very end. And it is only 126 pages, so I'm like, eh
2: yeah but they am like
1: give me more
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like this book would have benefited from a couple more pages like a little bit more mm-hmm. relationship building in between the family members but hey again early book of this author that's okay i'll criticize <laughs> okay sounds
1: good I'm a, j- I'm a jackass it's okay i <laughs> see i'm trying to be nice but you go you go Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. I will also say, though, if if Callie is supposed to be you, then I think the father is supposed to be me because (laughs) he's described as, quote, wearing a giant brown sweater with elbow patches that he had literally owned and worn since elementary school. He has horn rimmed glasses and sturdy Oxford on his feet in a book tucked under his arm. Yeah, he was a real sight for sore eyes. And I was like, call me daddy.
2: You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I also wrote down. It's a very classic archetype of uptight mom and very chill dad.
1: Oh, oh! I've been sitting on the pin cushion of that, <laughs> and like since we read, I'm, we will have a discussion when we get to the mom. <laughs> Trust me, I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, well then, continu- continue, continue, continue. Yes. So he drives her ass home. It's kind of awkward to me, but you know, whatever. Um, Corby, her brother, is already there. Apparently, that's not a surprise because he's like, I don't know, just kind of like loves being at home and like, likes meals cooked for him. It's sort of like a throwaway descriptor they give him. Yeah, I assume he just didn't move away.
2: Yeah, I assume he just didn't move away. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense.
1: Same. But they describe their home. You know, it's really nice. She walks in and surprisingly is greeted in the kitchen by an unexpected arrival. Her mom is in there, but also is Adam. Dun, dun, dun. Indeed. Now, I'm going to put a pin in in the mom conversation here to introduce our leading man. He is described as a strong jawline, a distinguished forehead, his cheekbones pronounced And apparently he's, like, a skinny muscle fit. That's, like, the best I could get out of him. Like, you know, like, she she was, like, he's... She kept describing him as toned, but then also would keep repeating that, like, it was, like, skinny muscle. And I was, like, okay.
2: (laughs) Sorry, the reason I'm laughing is because it just reminds me of, like, renaissance descriptions of, like, their kings and queens. Where they're, like, oh, yes, she has a elongated, long, elegant neck and gorgeous, like an elegant small chin and small nose with a large protruding forehead and like all of that. And the way you're describing it, I'm like, oh my god, it sounds exactly like that.
1: And he was plagued at age 31 with (laughs) the sick
2: and (laughs) with the sweating sickness.
1: (laughs) We gave him leeches with his Thanksgiving meager meals and it sucked (laughs) the bile out of him. (laughs) <laughs> ah yeah <coughs> he all right sorry about that fucking sick bro get it yeah sorry, sorry. yes queen yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway he the bitch has got green eyes he got some stubble or whatever he's like tall. He's, hot. he's hot okay yeah
2: just and he's a he's yeah older rich He's a rich hot lawyer. That's it.
1: That's all you need to know. Okay. And he's the uh, and, and he's standing in the kitchen and he's like Kelly <laughs> cuz they describe his voice as like scotch and like deep and rich and I'm like okay, yeah, whatever Hallmark movie. It's fine. Yeah. Um and she replies and I quote, and this is the moment that made me hate her and it's fun. <laughs> I, uh, nice to you again, too. See, there was supposed to be a C in there somewhere. The millennialism is there. Stab a fork in me. Just in end me. Yeah. I I can see this in an HTML format Tumblr text post where it's like, like, stutters like inconsolably. I, um, I nice to Oh, sorry, I'm so clumsy. I oh, I hated it.
2: <laughs> just like hey, happening part. Oh my god, I just realized she's like she's the girl. She's the girl in the club who brings a book. She's the girl who brings a book to a bar.
3: I and am the guy, Harry
2: styles. I'm Harry and, she's the <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> has to put her, put her ear behind,
1: put her hair behind her ear. That's like. <laughs> hearted on the side very severely (laughs) and they're singing to her during the you don't know your beautiful song (laughs) yeah they're like they're like hey wait that's our new person because we just bought you from your (laughs) (laughs) mum. you live with us now god Yeah, it's it's painfully awkward and she's like painfully insecure. Of the fact that she chose to wear her leaf leggings, which, as Sydney said earlier, was definitely her own choice. <laughs> you so. dressed yourself. You did it yourself.
2: <laughs> You're. You, oh, my. Sorry, I just realized she's our age. Is she? <laughs> is she, she really? Because <laughs> they said it's been six years and she wasn't able to go home at 18 at college. That's 24. I know you're 21, Ashlyn. Shut the fuck up.
1: I'm talking about Lauren and I. (laughs) I'm broken inside. I don't know why this devastates me, but it does. (laughs) This is a 24-year-old woman. Oh. Shit. (sighs) Oh. Free me from my shackles <laughs> of this prison. I don't, <laughs> I don't wanna be here anymore. I don't wanna be here anymore. I don't wanna be here anymore.
2: I I hate it when when you figure out you're the same age as the protagonist and you're like, oh god. <laughs> i fucking... I
3: mean anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway. Continue. anyway. We're continuing. Oh, We're I'm going. We're standing in the kitchen. There's some fucking pointless banter about the fact a cat's name, Albus, even though she's had this cat for probably a few years. And they all know that his name is fucking Albus, but it's whatever. And then her mom is like, honey, what are you wearing? Which I'm like, valid question, honestly. But yeah. And, And that's when we have the revelation that Adam calls her Pip. As a fucking nickname, because as a kid, her favorite novel was apparently Pippi fucking Longstocking. And now he calls her Pip. Yep. Does that turn you on, Sydney? Nope.
2: <laughs> I would prefer does to it, not be I would prefer to not have my childhood nickname uh, being called out during sex.
1: Does it make things that are revealed later in this novel just a little bit weirder? Oh, Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yes. Okay. Anyway, That's now she goes up to her room and she's like, okay, I'm going to go change. And then Adam like sneaks up on her or something and like she's yeah. taken off her sweater or something. And then he's like, you don't have to change for me. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking gagged. I'm fucking gagged. Like, I was like, okay, because um, I wrote down, I was like, I'm already saying I've always found you beautiful archetype, and it's just kind of lazy. Because, like, it's just, again, I'm trying to give the author credit where credit is due, because the first couple chapters were rough. They got better-ish mm-hmm. in the second half. But it's just, it. it's just, it's a lazy form of writing, which I find in fan fiction, when it's just like, oh. Well, this is just like they already like have chemistry because they've already developed it off screen. And I'm like, no, I need to see it like happen. Like, what is his reasoning? But yeah, no, we don't get that.
1: I mean, maybe the leaf print leggings were just up her crack. And that was. <laughs> yeah, he was like,
2: hey, Lulu Lululemon <laughs> <laughs> or like leaf, leaf, lemon. <laughs>
1: He was like, "Oh,
2: Maneve, let me go get my
1: oak leaf real quick." I just, I can't move past it. I can't do it. I, I just—it's it's, it's like the khaki skirt
2: from Twilight.
1: <laughs> justice for Bella and justice for Callie is like,
2: a choice. Yeah, it was. It was. It was something that was written quick question do you think they were um she bought those leggings from what's the what's the pyramid scheme that sold those leggings those very like ashley's looking for me she knows exactly what i'm thinking of that's good because i
1: don't think i do
0: lularoo
1: lularoo Lula, i was no. like these are lularoo
2: lularoo
1: these are lularoo, L- lularoo. lularoo.
2: Lularo. there we go Lularo. I will educate you on this later, Lauren, but basically it's a pyramid scheme where um, they sh- they just sell really shitty leggings, but they're like infamously known for how like bright and colorful their prints were. Ashlyn, if you could drop some in the chat so Lauren can see.
1: That's horrifying. I don't have the pictures yet, but like in my mind, that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: it was definitely, uh, I felt like Uh Black um, well, tracks for, for leaves, I think. Yep. Um and then yeah she decides to go back downstairs where she hears Amy <laughs>
1: Okay all right it's time, <laughs> it's time. Amy <laughs> The writing of women in this book made me feel like an anti-feminist for reading this book <laughs> I need to. I need to expel the demons from my body because this is what I was pissed off. Chapter two. (laughs) I there's so much to talk about. There's so much. Okay, all right. Our main bitch is in leaf print (laughs) leggings. Bear that in mind. Mm -hmm. Amy gets described. And look down upon in the eyes of our main character because she like wears makeup, spends time getting ready, likes male attention, mm-hmm. is good at flirting, like takes time to look her best. And I think there's a little bit of subtext anytime like Amy's appearance is described, at least that I got, which it was sort it's of very, like a demeaning.
2: It's yeah. giving Christian girl fall. Yes. Yes, Ashley.
0: Leggings in chat.
2: Oh. Yeah, let's let's let Lauren see the beauty that is LuluRue for the first time.
1: <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> People wore this? Yes. Those a are absolutely
2: leggings. Those are absolutely a hundred percent. Yep. Yep.
1: Oh anyway. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Um, <laughs> the f- <laughs> the fashion crimes are too horrid. <laughs> I need to scrub my eyes. Um. No, you're absolutely right. I, I I literally thought that myself at one point. I think it was like some outfit that she put on for like she the Apple thing. I, yes. I was and like, she mentioned
2: knee high brown boots. I was like, oh my god, it's Christian
1: Fall. It's Christian Girl Fall. <laughs> and then the jeans that are a different color than classic denim. I was like, oh my god, the green ones. <laughs> Literally, she probably looked at the girl who, like,
2: does those photos, like, where she, like, goes up to Vermont and, like, does all those, like, fall photos. And was like, that bitch. Her. (laughs) That's Amy. I'm I'm going to wear her skin,
1: Amy (laughs) said. Basically. That's, that's absolutely the vibe I got as well. But I also feel like there's just a lot of the subtext of why we're supposed to hate and villainize Amy. Because Mm -hmm. she, like, is this, like... I don't know. It, it, to me, it was very much giving like she wears short skirts, I wear T-shirts, which like, you know, we are Swifties in chat, but I will say that song did not age well. And I think all of us can universally agree with that. Is that correct? <laughs> I wrote down
2: she wears short skirts, I wear baggy, <laughs> I wear baggy clothes. <laughs>
1: it's terrible. I was like, listen, there was it's nothing very wrong. Big with- yes. There is nothing wrong with either. Wear what you fucking want to wear. Wear it because you want to wear it, and you're comfortable in that. And that's fine. But don't tear down other women for what they're wearing. Especially don't tear down women who like take pride and like want to look a certain way, and they're into fashion in a certain way. Just because you don't wear clothes like that doesn't make it wrong that somebody else does. You're not any more or less or or more of a woman yeah. because you do or don't do those things. And that's what I. That's the whole underpinning of Amy's vibe. And I was so pissed yeah. off this entire time because between the mom. Callie and Amy I was like these are poorly written women and I hate it I yeah. hate it <laughs> yeah
2: um, I will definitely kind of agree on that because that was rough I will say Amy like to Amy was also like mean for no reason it did feel very much like a characteristic of like what a mean girl is and like was in like 2016 and how they were described mm-hmm. um mm-hmm so i will say that because like just mean for being mean which i mean it's been a couple years since i've been a teenager so i can't always remember how mean shut up ashlyn i'm not that old (laughs) she's laughing at me because i'm old promise i'm not I promise. I promise you said that
0: you said that in the way that any millennial that i know would it's been like a couple years since i've been a teenager just Gen it show.
1: it's it because we've been reading so this book
2: and yeah. it has poisoned our brains but i was just gonna say like i i don't because i'm not living that experience and i haven't lived that experience in a number of years I kind oh. of forget how mean just like high schoolers can be, but at the same time, Amy is also meant to be 24.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes they it is mentioned at one point that they are like within the same year. Yeah.
2: Amy and Callie graduated within the same year.
1: <laughs> Not us <laughs> correcting an action <laughs> fact. Yo, that's a <laughs> first.
2: but i was saying like it's very much (laughs) she didn't know i was just gonna say like it's very epitome of teenage writing and like teenage Mm -hmm. be like oh yeah mean girl so this is how they're gonna act um and obviously i will say for amy too i mean there's a lot of internalized uh misogyny within Mm -hmm. her with how she is she's definitely not a girl's girl
1: yeah I will say that. Yeah. Make no mistake, this is not an in defense of Amy. I think I think she should. No. But like she's also I just not a,
2: she's very one-dimensional. I've noticed that with these characters. It's like they're all very one-dimensional.
1: Yes. Yes. Except for That's Albus. I-
2: My no. boy Albus. <laughs> My boy Albus. I will say I did write. This is where I wrote in chapter three. I said all I know about our main female character is that she likes chips and has a cat and likes books. That's all I know about her. I do not know her job. Like, we know that she has a job and that's not doing well. We know she uh-huh. hasn't been home for Thanksgiving, but that's it. Like, I know no other personality traits about her. And I know she's nerdy.
1: She's so quirky. She's so quirky.
2: I think the reason we're hating on this too is because we, this was peak our teenage time. So like, we're kind of, I think this is a lot of hate on us as
1: teenagers. Listen, self-deprecation at its finest. Yeah.
2: I just realized that, that, oh, this may be just more of a critique on how we acted when we were 16 or 17. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay, so you're both three years older than me, and in that, like, 16, so when you guys were 16, I was 13, so I would have still been in middle school, was... When I was in middle school, it was the whole, I'm not like other girls, I'm different, I don't wear makeup, I listen to Fall Out Boy. Was that your high school, or is that something that all middle schoolers go into and then change in high school? Because I became a girl's girl in high school.
2: I mean, my high school experience was, I don't wear makeup. No, mine was, uh, I wear a shit ton of makeup, and I listen to Fall Out Boy.
1: (laughs) My, yeah, I will agree to that. My middle school was definitely that. Like i i did not yeah i prided myself above like other girls i will admit and then in high school yeah, it was cake on the makeup because i'm so <laughs> insecure about my acne i
2: have to put on my anastasia beverly hills palette and put on a shit like two-faced the clay oh my <laughs> god the clay foundation i know exactly like, what you're need, to, talking about. need to be beat to the gods in high school uh, but I did definitely go into high school with the same mentality of I'm not like other girls. But I think it's also because I never had a boyfriend in high school. So
1: <laughs> it's all good. See, I went into all. I was the Amy in high school. I, I don't think I was mean, but I definitely sought way too much male validation. Like I very much was mm-hmm. like I don't seek out female friendships particularly, and I get my own like sense of like <laughs> confidence through dating men. Um, Sorry. I'm just seeing why we both hate
2: the two characters is cuz we're seeing our 2016
1: selves. Yeah. I probably was the Amy. I definitely was the Callie. Damn, we would have do that
2: back in the day. How we wouldn't uh, we would not have liked each other. No. But that's no, okay.
1: We love each other now. We make we out each all other the time. Now. I'm <laughs> Hey, Lauren, save that. Save that for Patreon. Hey, yo.
0: yo.
2: (laughs) Find us at Runchy Power Hour. All the
1: Find the (laughs) Coin
3: app.
1: (laughs) Where it's just kissing
2: sounds. (laughs) 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 microphone. Burn it. Oh, my God. But yeah. I'm just realizing that that was probably why we don't like these respective characters so much. It's because we see too much of our teenage selves.
1: We just called them one-dimensional. I'm crying.
2: <laughs> we were one-dimensional. Let's be honest. All teenagers are. Oh yeah, because we're all we're all trying to fit in. We're all trying to fit in and not like be too weird or too other. Ashlyn, yeah. don't you're so Ashlyn. You weren't like other girls <laughs> in high school. You were different. I you were was, different?
0: I was not like other girls in middle school. I was like, I I make better friendship with boys, blah, blah, blah. Like I was mm-hmm. I was a not girls girl in middle school. And then I got into middle school and got separated from my high school friend group because they went to a different high school. My middle school friend group. And became friends with only girls. Mm-hmm. Life changing, let me tell you. You can still yeah. be
2: like, not like other girls, girl, with just having friends who are girls because that was what my situation was but i was like i'm not like other girls because i just i'm too nerdy for all these like middle school, high school <gasps> <boys. laughs> all right kelly all right
0: legitimately my high school like girl friend group they taught me how to do my makeup they taught me how to do my hair better they like mm-hmm. no way i was so my my middle school friend group was interesting. So, yep. no, I loved my high school friends. I don't think I was a not like other girls girl
2: in high school anyway. The only way I got through high school is being a not like others
1: girl girl. We, we all learn. We all spread our wings. And then some days, some of us go <laughs> on to read porn out loud on a podcast. And I think that's the most like other girls thing that you could ever do
2: i don't know if, if we it feels pretty quirky anyway
1: <laughs> speaking of quirky fucking amy kisses adam <gasps> on the <laughs> mouth <laughs> <laughs> i know ashland is screaming what the fuck was that and i and i concur
2: they never uh, address it no they, it they just
1: don't it just happens like ma'am that is like do, do i dare say assault like <laughs>
2: yeah um and then uh callie just eats ass on the stairs and just
1: goes whoa <laughs> because she's a she's a charming little klutz she whoops us uh, she, she breaks her ass <laughs> she's bricky, and then amy says quote graceful as always cal which honestly i was like eat her up honestly yeah Bad, that shit's annoying <laughs> Eat her up. yep
2: <laughs> i also love how amy's like we never lost Touch and I was like, oh, (laughs) which they never address what Adam and Amy were. Like, I get if they were just fuck buddies. I just want to know. Like, did you fuck? Did you not?
1: They like Adam kind of addresses it towards the end, and we can get there. But I think like it's still too gray for me to be like, and are we just okay with her un unsolicited touching you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know it felt yeah grimy. and also
2: hey cory your best friend may have fucked your cousin and your younger sister
1: poor cory dude <laughs> get a new best friend <laughs> cory fuck man i kind of want to fuck cory controversial <laughs> opinion the less he taught the more honestly, i like <laughs>
2: honestly i did too because in this chapter we got to dinner time and this is when amy like does the Sorry, I'm kind of taking over this chapter summary. I'll do this one, then you can do the rest. Sure. Basically, um, it's dinner time now, and everyone sits down for dinner, and they're, like, chatting. And for some reason, Amy knows that Callie's business just did a merger, and the stock is, like, going down. And she just, like, brings this up over dinner. And, like, her parents like, understandably kind of like, uh why didn't you tell us this kind of thing? And she's like, I don't really want to talk about it right now. The reason I bring this up is because Corey does bring, there is one actually funny line, which I um, took note of. And I thought was like, oh, this is legitimately kind of funny. And I kind of like Corey for this. Um, and the quote is, uh, yeah, let's move on to politics for a lighter subject. And I was like, <laughs> uh, cause yeah, uh, bringing up politics during Thanksgiving. Woo. that's something at my house um but i thought that was funny so but yeah amy is a bully for no reason and then so then callie gets kind of like overwhelmed with like the whole adam thing and then amy like kissing him and then amy being a bitch and then like all that so she excuses herself after dinner and like after they've all had dessert and yada yada she grabs a book and she grabs a blanket. She grabs some chips because she loves her chips and decides to go up to like her old treehouse, her old childhood treehouse, and read for a bit. And she's like, Oh, I've read at least 100 pages because my eyes are sore and it's past my bedtime. So she goes back upstairs. And then who does she see right outside her door because that's where he's sleeping? Um, it's Adam on a pullout couch bed and he's shirtless. And she's like, Oh, wooga.
1: Yeah, she'd really be staring too long and then she spins this whole novel being like I, I hid my, my interest in him so well. I I really did and like you spent pointing out Yes, I'm like you spent two whole pages staring at the man's happy trail. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Coming from someone who also
2: can't hide crushes, I felt I felt this. Again, this was another personal attack to me.
1: Damn, they're roasting you. Oh, it was rude. Damn. Am I I taking the next one?
2: Yes, I will let you. I will not take over.
1: No, you're totally fine. I just want to make sure you don't have like a coughing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I want this to be at least a half decent audio experience for our listeners. I'm so
1: sorry. (laughs) Let's just do a bonus episode where it's coughing ASMR. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: the the city, you whore. Just talks <laughs> I refuse
2: to edit that
1: <laughs> that's the thing you, you don't have to it's just raw audio
2: yeah just send it to me and I'll just put, put it up on Quinn it's someone's thing
1: POV <laughs> your medieval <laughs> lover just contracted cholera
3: she
2: and she's... <laughs> Where art thou going, Sir Bartholomew? No, you cannot leave. I have caught I have caught the, the cough.
1: <laughs> and she's trying to go down on your your whacker ding-dong with gummy guns, but she can't Husband. because she keeps coughing. Husband,
2: you cannot leave. Let me at least lay with you one last time.
1: <laughs> but, but darling... You, you need to preserve your energy. I, I need to. I need you well in your final moments. But the children. Oh, right, I forgot. We've had five children,
2: and I'm only twenty years old. <laughs> <laughs> you 20. know, uh, husband. It's been a good life. I've lived to the ripe old age of twenty.
1: <laughs> but no, you still have four more years of your average life expectancy left.
2: oh husband let me give you one (laughs) last sloppy
1: toppy (laughs) no no, wait we must we must do one final act for we need to pop out a sixth child (laughs) hey can't have too many we've lost
2: we already lost never mind i'm not gonna bring up infant mortality that's where this bit's gonna end (laughs)
1: And uh, scene, hand scene. Was seen.
0: <laughs> Somebody clip that by, yeah. by acknowledging it. Is that not exactly where the bit ends? Yeah,
1: <laughs> very true. So, like you know, speaking of infant mortality, Adam's POV is. <laughs> There are no mentions of infant mortality in this book for reference. <laughs> We're going to have to put, put trigger warnings just on our podcast, not even the book. <laughs> this, ep- this book contains no warnings. This episode contains. <laughs> yeah. So we finally get to peer inside of Adam's big juicy lawyer noggin, um, where he very much out the gate just reveals that he is attracted to Callie and that he does not mind her staring at him. For me personally, I don't know about how you felt about this, Sid. I almost didn't care for the dual perspective in this book. One, because Adams is used so sparingly. And two, because they reveal that he's into her so early. Because to me, I think the bigger appeal of like a brother's best friend trope is like does he see you as a friend or a little sister or it, does he want to fuck you? And I feel like we're yeah. four chapters in and we know he wants to fuck you, that to me is like, well, bullshit, they're going to fuck soon. Like, I, I all the anticipation yeah. wears off for me, but what about for you? Um, I
2: did write down when I first found out that we switched to Adam, was damn, POV switches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked his perspective, but then... It felt kind of odd because like majority of the time we're in Callie's and we only Mm -hmm. switch every once in a while. If it were more consistent, I wouldn't mind it. And if more of him were like brooding over it and being like, oh, I don't know if I should because of Corey and like my relationship with her family. Like, what if she doesn't like me that way? What if she sees me as an older brother? So like it's going to come off as creepy. Yes. If we had a little bit more of that internal monologue, I feel like this, it could have gone a little smoother. Um, But hey, it happened. He likes her. (laughs) Moving on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It's. It's fine. And this basically the majority of his perspective in this chapter is just kind of like lamenting over like all these like quirky little traits that he likes about her like how she's nervous non-confrontational she has this nervous habit of running like keeping a book on her and running her fingers down the spine and some shit like it's it's very like you said earlier like it's tell don't show kind of thing and you know what say lobby I suppose cute. Yeah um yeah <laughs> they have they go this to bed conver- <laughs> well i was gonna say right before we end this chapter there is this one little part that i thought was really fucking weird and i wanted to get your take on it so mm-hmm. obviously he's like sleeping basically like in this like conjoined room situation like they have like a door separating their rooms on this side of the house and there's a part where She's like expressing like confusion over this. And she says, quote, I don't understand, though. Mom never let any guys up. Dot, dot, dot. He cuts her off. That was when you were just a girl. I said with a shrug. Her mother's rules were very, very clear about no boys, not even her own brother being allowed up in her room. You're all <laughs> I wrote grown that up down. now, Pip. What the fuck is that supposed to mean, mommy? <laughs>
2: um, I just I wrote that down. I was like, why can't?
1: Her brother go in
2: her room, like that's weird. Like and y'all that's... afraid they're gonna they're
1: gonna Sweet Home Alabama mess around? What's <laughs> happened? I mean, it's Massachusetts.
2: You know those people, those blue button Yankees.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes they get possessed by the old like pilgrims and, and you know ghosts <laughs> of the past. And she'll me-, me such a look where she is confused.
2: <laughs> Keep it Listen, in the family. It- Incest, incest can happen was- anywhere
3: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> welcome to the raunchy power podcast where we will be introducing a defense on incest starring no. your host no I'm not defending incest
2: hey
0: what's worse is this is the third time on this show
1: there has been
2: a defense
0: for incest
2: <laughs> and three of those times it's been you <laughs> This podcast is ruining me. (laughs) Anyway, I'm a degenerate. um, I thought that was weird. Um, But then later on, Mom just kind of becomes the ultimate wingman. And I was just like, oh, okay. So she just wants her
1: daughter to get laid. (laughs) Like, that's it. At least we know it's not by her (sighs) brother. Yeah. Mom's
2: all in for it. Mom's like, hey, you should go fuck my daughter (laughs) and become my son in law, which
1: is kind of weird. It's so weird. I we'll get it. (laughs) Anyway,
2: anyway, he he tucks her into bed and they fall asleep together and she wakes up the next morning with him not there and she like Not yet. Not yet. Oh no,
1: no, never mind, never mind. I'm so sorry.
2: I'm jumping I'm jumping ahead like she jumps to conclusions.
1: (laughs) You're so good. No, no, she bids him goodnight at this point and he sleeps on the pull-out couch. It's that the next morning that like he like you know walks in he like wakes her up you know like brings her tea and like all that shit because he knows that she's not a coffee fan because you know apparently (laughs) he also
2: has her order. he already also has like how she likes it i'm like how the fuck do you remember that it's been six years i know
1: i was like all right fantasy novel i also
2: wrote down also is her family just bad at remembering what she likes
1: Our family clearly doesn't give a shit they had they didn't go up to see her for six years she went she got in a fucking car accident, and her family was like, Hey, sucks to suck you can't see us for Thanksgiving yeah, <laughs> it's like your child <laughs> a car accident It's whatever um yeah, so he brings her tea she is she had slept in a tank top where she like had removed her bra to sleep and she makes like a whole ordeal because her nipples were showing through her tank top and he's like obviously staring at him and then she says the quote it was a tit nipply in here for the breast of us and i did not laugh <laughs> i don't even know what that means like it made no sense <laughs> i highlighted that because i was
2: like this is so stupid i love it
1: <laughs> i, I it was yeah a tad it was a tad nipply i was like damn millennialism number 542
2: i'm only on chapter what five yep
1: yes but apparently today is the day that they go to the apple orchard because apparently that's the thing we do as a christian fall family <laughs> the day before thanksgiving so, too I know. I know. And Amy points this out. She like... So she's like... At some point, she says to the mom, like, you know, like, isn't it a bit late in the season to be doing this shit? Which in my mind, as someone who has gone apple picking, I was like, yeah, actually, that's very late in the season. Her mom was like, actually, there's three types of apples. <laughs> actually, <laughs> um, Actually,
2: you guys cannot see this, but we're doing the side mouth-like speak with, like, the the finger pointed up and just going... Um, um, <laughs>
1: i gave myself an egg i know me too
2: i was like ah. anyway <laughs> the
1: 2016
2: is coming out and i hate it that's oh, so
1: bad Ugh. but that's but you know uh, Callie goes to the, to get ready after Adam leaves. We we see Amy has already gotten ready. She's described in that horrendous outfit we talked about earlier. Where she's got the braids. she's got the the green jeans, she's got the ankle booties and whatever fuck else Tumblr core. It's a Hunger Games and
2: cosplay. I'm just
1: realizing that it really is. Three fingers to the sky, bitches. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rachel. <laughs> 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 Not the plague.
2: I'm dying over here. So sorry. <laughs> should okay. just cut out okay. all my coughs, please. No, please. Please. Please do it. Cough core. No. <clears throat> Sickening. I'm doing anyway. myself. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well... So, you know, the family is all getting ready to go to the Lee Orchardies. And then all of a sudden, the mom, not so suspiciously, is like, hey, I'm going to take Amy, Corey and your dad in my car. Guess you'll have to hitch a ride with Adam in his fucking black BMW. And how <laughs> she's basically like, go get pregnant. <laughs> Just go, go get pregnant. Please, for the love of God, my nerdy, socially awkward daughter, get some dick, please. I hate it. (laughs) So Callie awkwardly gets in the car with Adam, who opens the door for her, which is very gentlemanly. And she sits down. She automatically puts on a radio station with classic oldies, which I was like, that tracks with everything we've already been told. (laughs)
2: shut the I, fuck up that's what i did too shut the fuck up that's what i did too i would listen to classic rock so i was like i'm not like other girls i don't like Taylor swift i like listening to classic rock Oh look at me i am a reformed swifty
1: i don't i don't even think it was classic rock it was literally called like oldies so in my mind i was picturing like 50s and 60s and i was like who the hell
2: see Why? oldies. i hate to say it oldies to me is like glam rock like 80s rock Sorry, I'm not like I'm not- <laughs> God. I hate us. I hate this. I feel like, hey, listeners, if you want this, if you want an episode sometime of us just acting like reading a fan fiction from to 2016. Uh oh, we lost him for a bit. Bye, Craig. He, he, he Craig dropped off because he didn't want to hear my idea. He said, Please but "Listeners, shut the fuck up. if you ever want us to do a whole episode." Where we act like our 2016 selves. please no. Let us know.
1: Let us know. Please.
2: No.
1: And um we'll please do no. it. Please no. Please do. I have a, I have a wife and children to feed. I can't be doing this shit on the internet. <laughs> I'm your wife and I'm saying let's do it. Wait, I thought you had the kids. Oh shit. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> we'd be a disaster but it'd be great um anywho sorry i gotta stop floating this is this Um, is
2: i'm sorry i'm so sorry to everybody this is like so just all over the
1: place (laughs) we're both on cold medicine apparently it's fine (laughs) so in the words of callie's mother so apples um they're at the fucking orchard um actually sorry backtrack fuck they're in the car she puts on oldies on the radio he turns that shit down which i'm like thank god and he's like you know you can talk to me pip and she's like about what he's like well tell me it's been six years like tell me what you've been up to and she's like well what do you want to know i'm like bitch get a personality i'm sorry yeah. um <laughs> say one thing and he has to like pull her teeth and nail like how i don't know your cat tell me how you got your cat or like how's dc like girl get a spine do you have friends how are your friends
2: how was college i haven't seen you since you went to college that's a big thing how did college go i know and she just is like i don't and giving, giving nothing. Giving nothing to this man. And the
1: man is still like rah, rah, still ravenous for her. <laughs> it's giving it's giving limp dish rag that I can self-impose all my fantasies and expectations on because I'm a man who likes to be in control. Asher, why are you saying me? Are you the dish rag or the man that wants to be in control? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ashley wants to be the man. Relatable. Hell yeah. I get it. God. Yeah. And then she's yeah. like, oh yeah, I just found this dirty ass like cat that was like freezing to death and I decided to take it in and it's been mad at me ever since. <laughs> okay. That's, isn't yeah. that the, that's the last thing we hear of Albus. We don't hear about yes. it for the rest
0: of the book. He completely disappears.
2: Yes, Yes, Ashlyn. Yes, Ashlyn. He comes back at the end. I didn't read the end very much, so that's the, my bad. The very end he comes back.
1: Oh, is he like <laughs> pawing at their door while they're like you know? <laughs> it's, it's, fucking- it's,
0: it's not that bad. He um it's during the second time that she reads that we all apparently forgot. Um, and he's pawing at the blanket. Uh.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> what a useless little cat. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: We were reading this book to filth. I feel bad. Anyway. <laughs> I yep. did. I do think I liked it too. I just, I know. I know. Okay. I feel like, again, I'm just going to reiterate this. I think this is more of a critique critique on us as people
1: back in 2016. And just us bringing up like that cringe culture again. Listen, I think for me personally, it's good sex with bad, badly written people. Honestly, I agree. Let's get to the erotica. <laughs> so let's right. go. Perfect. They're at the fucking orchid. The conversation's dry as her pussy. And they get there. <laughs> <and> no, she <laughs> ain't
2: dry, <but> I am.
1: <laughs> felt. Felt that. They all like, you know, go to like, I don't know, team up and like walk through the the apple rose and because she's so flustered "Ah." (laughs) exactly because she's so flustered and shy and not like other girls and can't stand to be around adam for another living breathing second she like zooms and like fly like runs and zigzags down like a whole bunch of different like aisles and then like is like picking it like filling her little grocery bag and then out of nowhere adam just appears in her aisle because he's like been like trying to find her and like has been watching her yeah and this scene. I don't know how I feel about it. So we're, I guess we're just going to relive it. Um, you know, where to begin? So he saunters up to her and she's like very much like kind of already sort of looking for an out. And like, he's basically like avoiding me. You're avoiding me. And she's like, don't, don't start this. He says, don't want, don't want me to talk to you. Don't be interested in what you have to say, or maybe, he said, his hand rising. I felt his fingertips glide over my cheekbone, then down my neck as he tucked my hair behind my ear. Don't give you something you've been thinking about since you were a teenager. Yeah, I got I got an ick there. I got such an ick. I was so, like, yeah,
2: I I here. did get an ick, but I am going to. I hate to say it. I'm going to defend this. (laughs) Okay. In the sense that I, when I was younger, I had this humongous crush on this guy. Like, literally didn't stop having a crush on him until, like, when I, like, until I think junior year. And I had liked him since I was, like, in fifth grade. So, like, I'd liked him for a long, long time unrequited feelings. I know it's sad. I did I do think this this is a popular subgenre of romance because I can I understand why this would be something people would be into. I would be into it if I still had unrequited feelings for that person. I do not anymore because I'm in a happy, healthy
1: relationship. But I get it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, no, I totally understand the appeal in that for sure. Like, as I well. Did, I, did I did hate this. the delivery, but I was like, huh. oh, yeah, no, my problems with this come from a different source, but I fully agree. I absolutely see the appeal because I think having crushes is just objectively fun. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's fun almost not to know if someone likes you back. Like, it, there's like a certain level of like thrill to it. And like, even the drama of it all and like the sadness and the pain is like, it's something to talk about, it's something to be excited about and to like, theorize and and guess over like yeah there's a certain thrill to it and i and i understand the appeal and also like especially when you're like a teenager
2: or middle schooler those feelings are like amplified by a thousand by by all those hormones that are about to come in due to puberty like it is insane Mm -hmm. there's nothing like having a crush on someone in high school
1: too bad these shits are 24 (laughs) too bad these shits are 24 now yeah and you know what shit number one does to shit number two? He kisses her. He he, full on makes out with her. Tongue twister. 3000 and everything. Yeah. In the apple orchards. And I remember distinctly thinking during this scene. Because it goes on for for a hot second. Aren't there children? Walking around this orchard. In a secluded area. I guess. That was like, imagine if a child was just walking through a the trip. fields, and all of a sudden sees like a man going like, ha, da, da, ha, ha.
2: Well, I don't remember if there was tongue here or not. I know there was tongue described later.
1: Oh. <clears throat> oh. His tongue slid inside to toy with oh, mine, mind. making it me is. swing. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. A spark of desire <laughs> shot down to my core, making my sex tighten almost painfully. Girl. <laughs> Why we call it it sex?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't, we'll, I don't like that term. We'll add it to the list of names that you can call a piece of a female anatomy. It's better than mound. Mm, true, the ma- she does call it mound a couple times, doesn't she? She calls it cleft,
1: a which cleft. I was like,
2: I was yeah, just like,
1: what the, the fuck,
2: fuck is that? There's another one. I feel like we are gonna have to start a list of all the names that you can call a vagina in romance.
1: I was like the treble cleft, the base cleft. What a w key signature are we, a bitch? Yeah, like the a cleft lip. Like I was like, huh? Why are we calling it a cleft? Cause isn't a cleft lip, like, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that like almost like a like a certain like disfiguration of like yes. the lip? So I believe it's
2: the the jaw just didn't fully form in the womb and basically um the nasal passage just like isn't correctly why do we now have a tab called horrible anatomy <laughs> mound oh, okay okay got it i understand that why we have a new uh channel that's just called t- horrible anatomies and it's just gonna type in all of our favorite names uh for different body parts anyway we gotta uh, play bingo with that one day. We do. <laughs> I think we. I think we should at some point play bingo. We'll just do a fanfic and then we'll play bingo. Um. So. Anyway, yeah, it's it's deformity. Let's keep going. We keep getting off track. This is so bad.
1: <laughs> uh, listen, we're just hitting all the good
2: points. The rest of the book, I feel like goes goes quickly because it does. The first the first half is there's not much. It's it, it's a lot, but, yeah. They so make she out. enjoys
1: she enjoys the kiss. However, there's an immediate thought afterwards of like, what do you mean, like, to do what I like you've wanted me to do since you were a teenager? Clearly, he's just the toying jumping. with my emotions.
2: The jumping to conclusions with this girl, she she is really good. I don't know. I think she must have done cross country because like. The leaps and bounds this woman makes. This is the first instance where I was like, how can you misinterpret that? He's saying, like, I've known you had a crush on me. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know what shitty men did to you. Because she's talked about how she's had boyfriends and stuff. We have no reason for why she would suddenly feel this way. But okay.
1: It was like a miscommunication trope almost to me, and it like gave me the ick. Thank God it didn't last long because I think if it did, no. I would have been like absolutely. But there's like multiple small ones, and I'm like Jesus Christ. I know. Just have a conversation. Y'all are twenty fucking four. Yeah, a conversation. I, did, I I did knew. also think it was weird
2: that they made out and he didn't ask her like before, which I would find kind of weird.
1: But at the same, like, I get it in a romance book. Oh, oh! There's another scene here coming up shortly that I actually (laughs) had that exact same thought. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. So Amy interrupts this scene before we can like get too far into that like thought process, and she's like, "Teehee! There you are, Adam. Come frolic through the apple fields with me." Um. And this allows Callie an opportunity to sort of just like run away and like hide like a child i suppose she dives into the back of like her parents car because note that she came here in adam's car so this is like a deliberate like you know i refuse to ride home with him and then all of a sudden the van door opens and adam slides into the back seat with her yep And the following exchange occurs in chapter six. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? This had me. Remember when I texted Jaw that I hate everyone in this book? This was the chapter. This this was the chapter. Yeah. So he finds out that Callie is maybe a little bit jealous of Amy. He sort of, like, teases her for it. He's very much, like, I think, kind of getting off on it. And he finally tells her, like, it's never been Amy. I've always known she's vapid and, you know, desperate for attention. And, you know, she's She's just, like, jealous. I don't like her. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's just jealous of you. You know, all those kind of things. Because you're honest and real. I know. Because you're not like other girls. He pauses. And then he, like. Lays a hand on her thigh. And he and he's basically like, She views you as competition. Callie doesn't believe this, and he pushes back and he's like, No, I I saw you in high school, Cal. Maybe you were trying to hide away from everyone, but that didn't mean you were invisible. I've I'm saying you've always been gorgeous, and it's really a shame that you've never been able to see it because everyone else always has." And then he says, <laughs> <and> I quote, a <laughs> most unhinged thing. I love it. <gasps> I saw it, he repeated, ducking his head a little to catch my yeah. eyes. I noticed, but you were too young. Yeah. To <laughs> so, to clarify, <laughs> we learn yeah. that, as a, that when he's 18 and she he is 14, he found good. her attractive. And has always found her attractive, but didn't say anything because she's too young. And you know what that sounds like, gamers? A little bit of grooming. Not, not, I mean, like, I kind of wanted to raise that question. This is clearly weird. Yes.
2: So, so here's what I'm going to say on this. I also found this mention odd and gross in the sense of like an 18 year old should not be lusting after a 14 year old same thing with a 22 year old lusting after an 18 year old because he said he was still into her when she left for college and i'm saying that in the sense of they shouldn't be lusting after someone because especially when you're that young The difference in your mental state between those ages is so vastly different. A (laughs) 14-year-old... Ashlyn's giving me a look and thinking about it. Um, So, like, a 14-year-old is going to be, like... They're still, like... They're a child. They haven't experienced many things yet. Like, they're about to, like... They maybe have begun puberty they're just beginning to like mature and about to go through high school an 18 year old has like gone through high school done all those things driven a car can now vote and is about to go off to college that's those are two very different viewpoints and mindsets it's the same thing with a 22 year old and an 18 year old because the 18 year old like i said is about to go off to college 22 year old is about to graduate and there's a whole lot of growing in between those two times, for most people, I'm making an assumption here. So when he made that comment, I get that it's meant to be like, "Oh, I've loved you like this whole time," and it's meant to be romantic. But it comes off as weird. I wouldn't say it was grooming because, right? We obviously don't. I'm not going to make that accusation because we don't know what or if he did anything. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. a crush. Um, but I will say it was odd. Mm-hmm. the way it came out like he didn't have to say she was too young <laughs> he he could have just said like um i knew it wasn't the right time or something like that or just like along the lines of i've always found you beautiful i've always found you interesting but it's the implication that as an 18 year old he's finding a 14 year old sexually attractive i think that's the underlying thing that's causing me to get the ick and it's the same mm-hmm. thing with a 22-year-old and an 18-year-old. Um, but as a 24-year-old and a 28-year-old, I'm like, nah, I get it. Because there's not yeah. as much.
1: There's still a lot I of agree. mental
2: growth, but yeah.
1: I agree. I, I know I said it was grooming earlier, but it's simply because I almost wanted to, like, open the conversation about it. Because I do think there's clearly something odd here. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's this it walks this weird line, because it's like, obviously... He had these, you know, affections for her, but didn't act on it. There's scenes later where he even like talks about like, I've thought about you in college so many times. I thought about visiting you. I thought about doing X, Y, and Z, but didn't. So you can't say nothing wrong happens. But at the same time, it's like, it's very odd. It's just odd. (laughs) I don't really know how to talk about it, but it leaves a taste that's not entirely great. In my mouth.
2: Yeah, I think it's yeah. definitely an interesting discussion to have, um, and I think we should open that up to viewers and listeners and see kind of what they think on that. Because mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I got the ick factor from it the way he said that. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll kind of come to the conclusion. I don't. I believe it was just. It's meant to come off as I've always loved you. You're just. You're old. You've never been like other girls. I've always found you more beautiful. But an 18-year-old should not be less than after a 14-year-old. hmm
1: He actually says here, and I quote, I'm saying I was 18 and you were 14 and it was wrong for me to even think it, but I thought it. She says, yeah. thought what? He says, I thought you were the prettiest girl I'd ever seen. And more than that, you were interesting. <laughs> you know how rare yeah. that is to find in someone four years younger than you. And those ages, you blew all the other girls out of the water, cow. But I was too old for you. And then it gets into the weird shit. Which just... Yeah, yeah, it got weird.
2: It got weird real quick. It got weird really quick. We didn't... This was a fumble. This was a fumble, definitely. Because um, I'm usually okay. I'm okay with age gaps in theory. But when we're so young, <laughs> it's hard mm-hmm. for me to argue. Mhm. I get it when you're older. Younger? Mm. You're making it you're making it difficult for me. And you Fashion. know, you know what made what,
1: Oh yes, Ashley.
2: <laughs> She's just not looking at us. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: You know what made this shit difficult for me though? Having having to read this next section? Oh my where, god, you yes. know they're sort of being like, you know, admit that you had a crush on me as a teenager. Tee hee. Like it's all cute and fun games like admit you were like looking at me last night. I think that's Ooh. fine except yeah. you know he's like if you admit that you were looking at me last night I'll admit something too it's like haha ha, quirky cute except ha, ha, she cute. says oh my god yeah I was looking at you last night and he goes <laughs> I have been wondering for years what is under all those thick layers and what you would sound like moaning my name while I eat that sweet pussy of yours or what you wouldn't feel like body undermined cockney <laughs> this, this is like
2: yeah Bob the brakes <laughs> Sir, sir, this is no longer flirting. This is this is just pure, um, uh, oh, what's it called? The stuff you do before sex, foreplay. It's foreplay. It's just foreplay. We've gone beyond flirting, and we've gone into foreplay, which I feel like isn't appropriate. <laughs>
1: No, because they just are talking about how they're attracted to each other, and she hasn't said anything really yet about like sexual (laughs) attraction. I want to fuck you. I would have been like, sir, take me out to dinner.
2: (laughs) He's like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Like, sir, this is my mother and dad's car. (laughs) Yes.
1: Speaking of mommy and daddy, mommy (laughs) comes in and she's like, there you are, and I'm like, you know, they heard that you know they uh, heard that
2: uh, well just the rest of the book i asked i'm like how did they not hear that <laughs> that was literally me the rest of the book um god uh, but yeah yeah they leave and then after that amy's like <laughs> i'm gonna ride with adam
1: because <laughs> she it. just can't take a fucking hit oh well she can but she just you know yeah anyway she's she's not a girl girl though no but the rest of the day, Callie is back home and she's just sort of like trying yet again to sort of avoid Adam, even though they had that like sexually charged moment earlier in the car. But unfortunately, that leads to no avail because yeah. later that evening, Adam shows up in her bedroom.
3: He and stroking, stroking,
1: her her <throat> nose. and like stroking her nose and I was like, he does that every time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is this? This is his come hither, except it's just a nose.
1: Imagine if you were, like, someone that was, like, really insecure about their nose, and you have this fucking guy coming <laughs> in your room at 6 a.m. every doctor's morning, and it's like, your kitty, kitty. Let me <laughs> oh touch your nostril. <laughs>
2: anyway, more, more foreplay happens, and then they start making out, and then he just finger bangs her.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, without, he doesn't really ask her,
2: it just kind of happens. Which I'm like, okay, in the heat of the moment, I, I
1: guess. But, like... Yeah, the most that happens is, like, this... She's like, this is probably a pretty bad, uh, like, ideal And he says, oh, yeah, because I think this is the best idea we've ever had. And then he's, like, pulling off her clothes.
2: There's I'm just like, a lot of... So there's a lot of showing and telling, and then there's not a lot of communication that happens in between characters, and a lot of things are unsaid. And I'm like, I feel like... There should be more conversations here. <laughs> He's a lawyer. Like, well, yeah, quick question. I would have like asked him, be like, hey, by the way, have you had an, an STD test recently? Or have you been with someone else recently? Yeah, you know, just some, just some basic safe sex questions.
1: Oh, but he was
2: protecting us with the condom, you know, because that oh, line came up. Bring, like do, do not bring up the condom because I have a funny comment. Actually, no, I'm going to bring it up now because we'll talk about it later. good. Okay. Okay. So when they're banging in her bedroom later, like full on banging, and he like reaches into the nightstand and pulls out a condom, I went, one, is it one that she had from high school because she hasn't been back home in forever, or did her mom
1: play up the condom? I'm pretty sure he, I thought no. he put no. it there. No, he
2: said he reaches. She says he reaches into the nightstand and pulls out a condom. I, Ashlyn, I can't understand <laughs> what you're saying. With we nitty- can't read lips.
0: How dare you not be able to read my lips? First off, <laughs> secondly, if we're talking about the scene, I think we're talking about is it on top of the nightstand or in the nightstand? I thought it was on top. It's-
2: I thought it was in the nightstand. I read in, but if you want to check it for us so that we can clarify later.
1: I think there's two condom scenes. One is at his house, so it's like his, presumably, and he reaches for that. And then the other is like, I think it explicitly says he placed like it's like a condom he had placed on the nightstand earlier you know what, i
2: kind of like the idea that her that her mom's like her wingman wanting her to get laid so that just that was my thought and i thought it was funny she's leaving extra large trojans <laughs> around and we're like why is <laughs> this fit gonna... so snugly? yeah exactly i was just like how does this uh, wait is mom also fucking out of how does she know what condom size? He needs <laughs>
1: He's fucking the whole family.
2: <laughs> He's going around the whole family. <laughs> Maybe he oh just needs God. to
1: fuck Corey at this point. He clearly has <laughs> just, a complex.
2: And the dad. We gotta get. We just gotta get it around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Ashwin.
2: Um,
0: this is in chapter nine. He reached toward my nightstand where a condom was sitting and quickly pulled out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, no, it's it's on her nightstand.
2: It was the mom. The mom planted the condom. And at no point do we find out where it came from. Mom. That's my new headcanon. Mom placed the condom because she wanted it her daughter to get laid. Okay. You know how her dad would do
0: anything for her?
1: <gasps> <laughs> what can I say? I'm just a good father. <laughs> hey, I do what's best for my box. baby. For condoms
2: <laughs> shit I, I got the, the hook up Lauren <laughs> shut the fuck up going into chapter 6 oh wait no they fall asleep together and then she wakes up the next morning and she's mad that he that he's not sleeping next to her and she like again jumps to conclusion she's like he wanted to get away from me he wanted to put up a wall I'm like bitch literally let chapter go and just said your mom didn't you see even let your brother up into your room do you think she would like the idea of her scantily clad daughter sleeping next to her son's best friend? Yeah, because and her assumption right now, like that was the basis I had. So I'm like, where, where we are making
1: leaps and bounds here. She also too like y'all slept together once. You didn't even do <laughs> the full different. deed.
2: He, end. End. he didn't even get off which i mean you no. don't necessarily need to like fit and finish off your partner for it to be sex but anyway
1: yeah like they this is the first time i've hooked up and she's already like but he didn't stay the night with me bitch he doesn't owe you anything oh my god yes you're not married <gasps> get no. you're not his wife shut the fuck up i hate oh. it but hey but chapter it's 7 thanksgiving. it's thanksgiving t he apparently adam has avoided her like the plague as well this morning because she hadn't seen him on morning she gets up helps her mom Mm -hmm. finish the shit and then when they sit down for thanksgiving they're about to assume they're like sorry i was just gonna say this
2: is also where we get christian girl fall from amy because she's wearing like the tight body con dress she mentions like the four necklaces and the tall boots and i was like Shit,
1: you're calling me out with my Thanksgiving outfits. So nice. I was actually right about to say low-key I yeah. read that one. I was like, "That's not bad." Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, God, it's God. not a bad fit.
2: It's not a terrible fit. Um, it would be pretty bad on Thanksgiving because I'd be like bloated as hell. But like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you make it fake it till you make it. I guess you know what? Pop off, Amy. Pop off. Skims by Kim or whatever her brand
1: is. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Skims by Kim yeah so they all they all go to sit down and previously the last time they all sat down to eat a meal together amy had sat next to adam and they were about to do the same thing again until callie's mom (laughs) pointedly is like adam you're sitting by my daughter and and i'm like subtlety is not your your strong suit (laughs) m'lady neither is her daughters (laughs) that's true that's true it runs It runs in the family So they they sit Damn. next to each other, and they haven't conversed since their, like, hookup the night before. Damn. And all of a sudden, under the table, Adam plays the little claw machine game <laughs> on her knee.
2: He's like, like <laughs> it's an iron grip or something. Like, he's like, look at me. <laughs>
1: she doesn't she literally like try to like move at one point He like he's (laughs) He's
2: like (laughs) I'm
1: like okay he literally just like holds her leg until he has to like cut the turkey and I'm like dude dude you're right there like the whole family's right here yeah I would uh just stop get some help I don't know, but, you know, the that happens. grip on the knee. Yeah, and it's fine. But after dinner, apparently the boys in the neighborhood let like to go play a little game of football. And so they, because they haven't, like, they, they, they peaked in high school. They all went mm-hmm. back to their high school stadium. That's what I assumed it was. High school yeah, stadium. I and they like... Get all the football buddies together, and they like play a game, and like people are crowding the stands and I was like, What grow what
2: this is small town things, we won't this understand.
1: Is- oh my God, like okay, this is like
2: my worst nightmare it is,
1: <laughs> it is. I haven't gone back I- to one football game since I graduated high school. Why
2: would you? I don't know. I'm so sorry for hating on people who like to live in a small town. It it terrifies me. I don't. I could never do it. Aww. I could never. I could never. Could never. Um. uh apparently also, they, I they. have a question uh, during this too. Yeah. Why isn't Amy spending the holidays with her family? Why isn't she spending it with her parents? Where the fuck
1: are her parents? That's true because they- we have confirmation that her mom's in the picture because she like... Because so like, yeah. mom. Yeah, and Kelly's mom asked Amy, like, tell me about your mother, darling. Like, yeah, where's her, where are her fucking parents? Do they also just not like their daughter? And they're just like, no. They said, get out of here. You're you're a bully and you're a skank. Leave my house. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just trying to become a
2: vine influencer. Let me just go get my Kylie. My Kylie
1: lip kit and I'll leave. Let me get my booty Uggs and then we're gonna leap. <laughs> I need to go grab my Starbies real quick. Oh, my God. <gasps> I heard someone in the wild a few months ago call it Starbies. Yes. I never yes. heard that in passing before. I thought it was an internet joke. Full on, a woman was leading. It was worse. I'm sorry. This is a tangent. Y'all need to, you need to live <laughs> through this like I did. There was an older woman parks on the side of the street, who I think was like had asked this other woman who probably was like in her 30s and 40s, like, oh, look at this local coffee shop. Should I go in here to get some coffee? And then the woman in her 30s to 40s is full on leaning in this older woman's car window being like, oh, I don't like the coffee here. It's just it's, it's too it's it's not good. You know what I say, though? If you go downtown, there's a place called Starbucks. Actually, I like to call it Starbies. She said that. And I was like, "I'll take this is this is a this is not a unique phenomenon." But it shook me to my core.
2: Mm, I love the taste of burnt coffee and just a lot of sugar and milk. I hate it. I hate and it. And manual labor in which they don't pay their workers enough. I know. Rest in peace to Starbucks.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> no, not mm. rest in peace. You know what? unrestless no peace
1: r.i.p R- 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 rest in purgatory yeah <laughs> but speaking of purgatory they're at this high school like blast with the past football game um adam and Corey are on the field with their old football buddies playing a game uh callie's up in the stands with her mom and her mom at this point reveals that she is aware of callie's pining crush over adam and that she's sort of been like meddling a little bit in their affairs like she wanted him to like set up in like the the bedroom next door and like you know was really hoping that Callie would sort of like take a risk like you'll always it's sort of this life lesson moment of like I the only moments in my life that I regretted are the ones that I didn't take a chance to actually do not like the Mm -hmm. reckless you know could have made better choices times and so she up and leaves and I will say, um, how did we go from all of this to a couple quotable tattoo like quotes? I have no idea. I, I was like, that's inspiration. I was like, where's where's almond mom? <laughs> we dumped <Yeah>. that a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah, we, we did because mom made a feast of something. Like she made everything.
1: It was really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so now Callie is like sort of like moving down. To like, I don't know. I just like go to the field. I don't fucking remember why. She's cold, so she gets up. Okay, and then one of the other football players from their old team, his name is Matt. He comes jogging over. Don't worry, he's irrelevant after this scene. He leaves. (laughs) We never hear from him again. (laughs) Matt's this like presumably like kind of good-looking guy. You know, he was always like a friend of theirs that never paid much attention to her because he was the jock type. She was the nerd type. He comes bounding over, and he's like, Callie. Is that you? Oh my god, you look so good and whatever. And she's like, "Grown up? Why is everyone so obsessed with how grown up she looks?" I hate it. I have no idea. And I—is that like an awkward attempt for them to compliment her on her like body and how she's like filled out without being yes. creepy? Okay, it's still creepy. It is. I'm about to say,
2: I love. Yeah, Ashton basically underlying without <laughs> question mark. <laughs> I know. But it's so you can read lips. Sometimes, what do you go? I can't read <laughs> I can't, that. <laughs> can't do a whole phrase.
0: Fair, fair.
1: <laughs> and It's as Matt and Callie are talking, she remarks that he's, quote, obviously in full flirt mode. And I was like, for someone that's been so blind to Adam for your entire life, How are you going to sit here in this five second interaction? Which to me, honestly, didn't sound that flirty. Like if someone talked to me that way, I wouldn't think too hard about it. Anywho, we don't get to delve into that much because Adam comes around, slides a hand around her waist, he's like, "Hey, Pip, you cold?" and like kisses her on her temple and like you know, like promises to warm her up in a bit. (laughs) how does her brother not know? (laughs) Crazy crazy the logic where is it it's nowhere to be found but matt takes the fucking hint the two of them jog off together and callie is left alone with an approaching amy who basically remarks like oh my god so funny adam's the big brother type like look at him nurturing you like he wouldn't like you that way to which callie finally (laughs) grows a fucking backbone and she snaps at amy (laughs) and tells her not only that they kissed in the apple orchards, but that Adam licked out her pussy. And I'm like, I don't big, think you. I think she literally says it's not very big brotherly to do that. And I was like, <sighs> <laughs> she, she literally didn't have to, no. to say that to get her point across. But she yeah. did. I was like, I don't want my cousins knowing what I what I'm doing. Why would you? Why would you say that? Especially especially when you don't like and you're not particularly close to. Why would you share that?
2: You're just stooping to the same level she did. She is like you're no better.
1: I know. It was awful. But um, basically, she chastises Amy for all the years of like cattiness and bitterness that she's had towards Callie. Amy kind of storms off in a huff. And then, you know, everybody goes back home, you know, settles down for bed. Only for Callie to be awakened a few hours later to Adam standing in her doorway. I imagine it book talk style, <laughs> where like you know the hand, the grippers on the on the top frame. Yeah,
2: and yeah, it's movie night. Apparently, randomly it's movie night. in the middle of the night. And what are they watching? <sighs> Serenity. What? A- Serenity. And the reason they which watched, is where, uh-huh. yeah, which is where we get the Firefly reference now, and this is when I said, "Of course, she's a Firefly Firefly fan." That's like peak 2016 Tumblr.
1: I know. Apparently, there's this like memory from like years ago when she was still a teenager, where like. Corey, her brother, was like, "Oh, you can't, you can't sit with us, bitch!" You know, like we're having movie night with yeah. the boys. And apparently, Adam was the only one to like quietly defend her and be like, "Well, clearly, she's such a huge fan of Firefly." And blah blah blah. And then she like cries herself to sleep basically in her bedroom. And then after they're done watching the tape they rented, like Adam comes by her room and like gives her the tape. And it's like, haha, cute.
2: Yeah. Anyway, they watch that, the movie and they cuddle and they fall asleep on the couch. But then she wakes up in her own bed. Like that's it.
1: Exactly, and just she's sad about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I woke up alone again. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> We're just gonna keep saying it. How many? We need a bitch counter. How many times do we just say,
1: bitch? <laughs> <laughs> we are so mad. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, apparently it's the day after Thanksgiving. Also, wait one minute this is where i -hmm. I brought up sorry
2: this is when i thought about the soundproofing in this house it must be damn impeccable if the other people in this damn house cannot hear them having a movie night you know amy would be like (laughs) like have like a cup up against like the wall or something and like hear something like how is she not
1: hearing this i know I know. Their walls are going to be made of like titanium steel or they something They must
2: like that. be. They must be. And then they must have like that musical foam, Like, but that's the insulation on the inside instead of normal insulation. And then on top of that, it's like a carpet and then the actual plaster or something. And I know.
1: It's it's great. It's fucking great. But it's you great. know what Chap- else? I'm you- oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what else is great? Amy's lasagna. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, hey, it's chapter eight. <laughs> It's chapter eight. Amy apparently is going to be cooking her mom's lasagna recipe tonight, and then like scurries off to the store. It's kind of irrelevant, to be honest. But yeah. when she's gone, her mom, Callie's mom, uses this as an opportunity to be like, "Hey, Callie and Adam, you want to take your grandpa home? He's tired of our bullshit." And so, and this is when you remember that grandpa's there because he literally speaks
2: his only two, <laughs> like three words. In two pages, and then we never hear from Grandpa again.
1: Grandpa just doesn't want shit to do with his family, and I can't blame him. No, no. But... Adam and Callie drive grandpa back home to his retirement home. And then from there, Adam ends up driving Callie, not back to her house, but back oh to God. his house, which apparently he has been renovating with Corey for a super long time because he bought this old like, <laughs> colonial townhome type shit that he's been restoring, even though he doesn't have any. Like, hand and it's hand Callie's like dream house. Yes. Their dream house. That's exactly what it is. Now, I actually had a qualm with this scene because he's taking her through and he's like describing a lot of the renovations and like what it looks like. Did you happen to pick up on the fact that all the restorations he did is that millennial like gray, white, beige core? think. Joke. I hope. Because it is
2: like a nice old house. So I hope he was mentioning like he was making a joke. I'd be so pissed <laughs> if you took <laughs> our a- historical home. And put millennial, like, the laminate floors. Don't get me mm-hmm. started. The fact I live in an mm-hmm. apartment and I have laminate floors. I couldn't help that, though. But,
1: like, uh I know. There's literally a scene much later where he's describing his master bathroom. And he talks about how he, like, took out the old <clears throat> tile from the 50s. Which I'm like, that shit could actually be cool if it's clean. And he replaced it with, like, beige. Yeah. I was like, you you suck. Anywho, um, so he's showing around the house. Apparently, there's like this massive library that he has, but because Callie's all like you know a freak about books, like (coughs) Belle from Beauty and the Beast, like she's like, no, show me that at the end. We can't see it just yet. And so instead, he guides her to the master bedroom. Let's go to
3: the bedroom, baby. And And then then proceed to fuck. Let's have
2: sex. Um, but before. Oh, oh this the, yes. the, the erotica was good. Um, I just want to bring up <laughs> another unhinged line from this man. Go for it. This was when he was talking about being like, oh yeah, um, I wanted to come visit you in college and stuff. And he's like lifting up her shirt and she's like, Why didn't you? And he's like, da da da. And then she's like, Well, what about now? And he just says, You're old enough. And I was like, <gasps> I wanted, I audibly like gagged. Like I was just like, that is so-
1: this is <laughs> uh, This is the scene where it felt groomy to me. Like I'm not saying it's grooming, but like no, you know, I get it felt so groomy.
2: I get it. I get it. I get it. Um because I also felt that now. way. <gasps> I, I oh definitely get God. it because I definitely thought something similar. I was like, this sounds very predator-esque and I don't like it. Um yep. but yeah, they proceed to fuck and the rest of the erotica is honestly pretty decent i'll be i'll be real yes. i actually- i actually yeah. quite liked the sex scene um after that um except for the part where sorry. Do that. sorry my watch decided <sighs> to <laughs> to speak to me. Um, I was going to say what I did. The one thing, it was just the beginning. The beginning was rough because, of course, she undoes his pants and, of course, he walks around commando.
1: It was like, not commando, not nothing. We never touch on that. Like, it's just stated that yeah. he goes around commando, which to me I read into as like he planned <sighs> this. Oh, 100%. 100%.
2: Which I don't like that. Um, uh, but, but then also, I wrote down uh, no STD talks, straight into dick sucking. Uh, cause she like reveals his dick, and then she's like going, she's going sloppy toppy on that. Um, so yeah. Um, then they bang, and they have she has multiple orgasms. Um, just like any romance. Yeah, but he's protected. He protects them.
1: (laughs) They keep using (laughs) that phrase anytime he slips a condom on. They're like, he protected us. I'm like, huh. He does he, he know he has number? Does
2: he know he has something <laughs> or something? Like that's what it sounds like.
1: It feels like he's a paladin with a shield, like interposing <laughs> himself in like battle.
2: <laughs> this is my <laughs> this is my holy weapon. <laughs> Unsheath it, baby. God. Uh, yeah. They bang, and then he's like, "Oh, gotta go to the bathroom." And she instantly scurries up and go grabs her underwear <laughs> and then, like gets back in bed.
1: <laughs> I know and he doesn't say shit about it he just like smiles at her but he stays completely naked I'm he like, does offer to like
2: help never mind like help clean her up or anything or like do anything they just go straight into snuggling and time passes and then amy calls and he Bro. of course picks up and is like okay yeah we'll be back um and then for some reason she's sad callie's sad because she's like oh this thing that we have it'll never like we can't continue blah, 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 blah. again it's the jumping to con- conclusions she's a gazelle at this point she just likes to jump she's just a, a jumpy girl
1: it's literally the <laughs> assumption where she's like oh i'm going back to dc in a couple of days we can't continue this relationship. she's leaving tomorrow yeah. which i'm like real talk a train ride from Boston, presuming they live somewhere near Boston, from Boston to DC is about seven hours. Like, it's not the worst in the world. You can make it work. Your families are there. You, you should be flying fly. more anyway. You can fly. Like,
2: there's FaceTime in 2016.
1: I know. I know. I was like, girl, get a grip. Yeah, get a
2: grip, girl. Um, but yeah, and then this is also where I ask, ask the question, what are Amy and Adam? Because it's sounds like she mm-hmm. has his phone number. They sound like they have communication pretty often. So what are they? Are they like friends? Is she like an annoyance to him? Like, I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, yeah. uh, she goes to bed that night. Sad again that he did not crawl into bed. And now we get to chapter nine. Yeah. Where, where he crawls in bed
1: with her and they decide to bang again. <laughs> it's like it's like 5 a.m. or yeah. some shit, and she has to like get up for her flight in like a couple hours. In two hours. And he's and like, you can either get more sleep or you can spend the next hour and a half with me while I get you off four different times. And <laughs> so I'm like, you are Superman or some shit. He he did it.
2: He did it. Um, but this is when I asked the question about how old that condom
1: was, because <laughs> I was like, "Was it planted? Is this he from high school?" Like, he probably like whipped it out to like. Is he the know, condom fairy? It. Yeah. <laughs> he turns out he's not a lawyer. <laughs> he just rubbers people up.
2: Yeah. Uh. why? Uh, but then at one point he flips her so that she's on her back and she goes and up point and she goes oh and then my TARDIS socked feet and I was like of course there's TARDIS fucking
1: socks I was like dear god I had those socks I know I had doctor who socks multiple pairs yeah is she wearing nothing but socks? Are we seriously <clears throat> sitting here yeah. in your, your dirty socks that you've, like, slapped and walked around in on this man's chest? Yep.
2: <clears throat> uh. Anyway, they finish banging, and it goes well. And then he leaves to go grab them, like, tea and coffee. And this is where I was like, how did the rest of her family not hear any of this? Like, they're all probably the presumably thing. getting up to say goodbye to her.
1: I thought the exact same thing. Her mom is literally awake. like In, in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen cooking.
2: Yeah, and the bedroom that they are staying at is upstairs. Upstairs. I'm like, I know. Mom, mom, like, heard the bang or something and just went, you get a girlfriend, you get it.
1: <laughs> she, like, she, like, throws away the receipt for the Trojan condoms that she bought. Yeah. She's like, I won't Ma- be returning these.
2: The mom is the ultimate wingman, honestly. Like, God. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, she's sad and she leaves. That's kind of it. I mean, that's kind of the chapter. Yeah, he
1: like says goodbye to her with like a chaste <laughs> kiss. And then-
2: Remember why he's carrying her suitcase? Because he put a whole bag of chips in there
1: for her. There are the chips again. I forgot that shit. <laughs> Even though she didn't eat chips really at all
2: when she was home. No, she ate them once, and she was hidden away. I was like, "How did he know?"
1: Because it talks about her as having like developed this "quote unquote" potato chip addiction. He's been gone for six years. You've not seen each other. How does he know about the potatoes?
2: Surprise! They're actually just laid around the room.
1: <laughs> oh god, she has like her whole closet's a mountain of empty chip bags, and you open it, yeah. and it's
2: like surprise. <laughs> it's actually just a episode of hoarders. Um, oh god oh and then she flies back and then we don't get a mention of albus and i was like did we forget the cat (laughs) the cat is in massachusetts (laughs) where is is the cat god and then we
1: got adam POV. one of like three times it happens.
2: (laughs) yeah this is one of three um i'll be honest i kind of skimmed through the most of this because i wanted to make sure Okay, so we're we're just gonna Yay. fill in on each other's fake um, yeah. knowledge. The boys are playing like fucking pickleball or some shit. Some yeah, game. they're playing. They're playing something, racquetball, I think. And then, sure. And then Adam's like, "Oh, I'm sad." And Corey's like, "Damn, dude, you're in a funk." I already know a girl's gotten you in a funk, though, and that's my sister. And <laughs> and he's like, "But I'm cool with it." And Adam's like, "Really?" And he goes yeah, just, like, don't break her heart. And Adam's like, cool. He goes, I just, I don't know, like, it's not going to work. And Corey's like, hey, great news. She got laid off from her job on
1: Monday. (laughs) He literally says verbatim, I know this sucks for her, but this can be your golden opportunity like hello so
2: manipulative first off like that's like it was so bad i was like what so at this point by the way it's been about a week since she left so she'd gotten letting off on monday Corey didn't Uh tell him until friday (laughs) like i know uh, whatever whatever man it's fine um so then adam's like oh like I don't know, like we need to make this work, da, da da da. And like it's a bunch of useless stuff of him like just going throughout his day. And then he calls someone and is like, Hey, do you know any place where I can go grab some like packing peanuts and some cardboard boxes? Mm-hmm. Switch back to Callie and Callie's like it just back a week and we get like her whole layoff thing. And I'm like, Girl, you you knew it was coming. I know. <laughs> you, We've been talking have you about
3: not,
2: Have you not been looking for a job since knowing the layoffs are coming? Yeah. Okay, cool. So she didn't know and she was like, Oh, should I move home? Should I not? Like I should look for something here in DC and all that. And then Adam's like, Hey bitch, <laughs> he shows about her door.
1: <laughs> he's just he's just there. <laughs> she doesn't even check in her peephole before she opens the door and he calls around yeah. that shit. Yeah, he's like,
2: Do you open all of your doors for strange men, Callie? And I was like, fair. That's a fair assumption. Yeah. Um We're probably skipping over so much, but this is all I know. Uh, but yeah, really, he. Not really. They kind of have it's a like- conversation. <laughs> they kind of have a conversation. I'm ignoring what you're doing to the camera right now. I'm in act uh, of distress. It's fine. They like, th- there's a whole chapter of them like packing up her stuff and like them talking and how she's embarrassed of all of her nerdy things. And I'm like, girl, you like Star Wars, which is one of the most popular franchises. In movie history, you're not cute, you're not quirky. It's not new, it's not weird. I want to I talk like Star about Wars. this
1: super quick because she she has an R two D two paperweight, yeah, and he comes in and he looks at it and he thinks it's from Star Trek, and I just want to say you don't have to watch any of the star wars movies to know who r2 fucking d2 is there is no yeah. way in 2016 he sees that and it's like oh is that from star trek that is such a millennial joke of like oh my yeah. god i'm such a nerd to like star Wars." no everyone knows what star wars is i just and sorry, star trek. Out to me. and star trek yeah i'm just like come on man it felt i, I didn't know. care for that line
2: but it was whatever i didn't like i didn't like any of the stuff that was kind of going on in the apartment and then guess what they have heartfelt sex again and they confess to each other that they love each other um and callie decides i should move back to small town massachusetts so they bang
1: and then (laughs) throw away everything for this man
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah then callie's like you know what fuck it i guess i'm moving home Um. Oh, but then this is also when it's revealed that Callie is a graphic designer and that this was her backup. Okay, this is where I'm going to rant about that and being a graphic designer. Go for it. Surprise, everyone. I'm a graphic designer. That's why I'm passionate about this. And I fucking love my profession. The fact that it was her backup plan blows me away and just kind of shows that like – Graphic designers aren't really respected in the first place. Like, we aren't. It's fine. I understand that coming into the profession. But just being like, oh, this is her backup, and it's, like, soul-crushing, and it's not really her passion. I'm like, go do something else. So you're really into literature? What's one of the most major museum systems in the United States? Where is it located? Washington fucking D.C. I know it's hard to get a job in there, but there's going to be so many editorial positions. You're in Washington D.C. You can mm-hmm. check speeches for congressmen, for God's sake. True. You move there for graphic design, and you're sad that it's not
1: like your passion. Grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up, Callie. Confused how she even got into graphic design in the first place. If that's her backup option, I was like, can you really just pick I, so that like, up like as a casual so, major. Like, because her mom was like you need a backup
2: cuz she cuz she decided to like do literature mm-hmm. and she was like do a minor in graphic design. And I'm like okay. But then he's like oh by the way I have someone who could like hire you for publishing for editing and I'm like this man. How does he just casually know someone in the publishing industry?
1: And how does she get a job interview with no previous editing like or like uh, publishing experience? Ooh.
2: Ooh and he's like oh yeah like your degree will like be enough i'm like in my <laughs> in my life and having to job search that is never the case i've
1: never gotten a job because of that great i'm in a completely different field i'm gonna have to get a phd to make mm-hmm. like 50k a year yeah hello like you, you <sighs> yeah you're like
2: we're just like we can't we can't we can't Uh, Then we get into, Uh, I think it's the final chapter. The final chapter is just the epilogue, right? Am I correct? Yeah.
1: Well, so full stop disclosure. In my copy, I didn't get an epilogue. Oh, you didn't get an epilogue. (laughs) I tried to click fast forward because it had like a whole bunch of pages left and it wasn't letting me advance. Interesting. Like, it kept trying to click and, like, find my way and navigate. It would not let me. And I wondered if there was an epilogue. There is an epilogue. Do you want me to
2: <coughs> give you what happens?
1: Yes. Ashlyn, do you have. I'm going to be honest.
0: I have a final to take tomorrow, and I was studying. Did we tackle the him asking her to move back with him part? Yes. Okay, cool. Thanks. Last thing I
2: heard was R2D2. amazing Uh, yeah yeah we handled that because she was like oh no i can't and he's like yes you can't because like oh i got you're gonna spend more time in my apartment anyway like in my house anyway um and then we get to the epilogue which is uh her moving her stuff into like his place like moving her books into his library and stuff like that and then we jump to a month later and adam's pov and he's like teasing because like she she wouldn't spend the first night that she moved back at his place because she was like, My parents will know. And I'm like, Bitch, your parents already know. They try to set you up with this whole thing. So it's just kind of like them being like mushy and like being in a relationship. There's like more sex and all of that. Uh, and then we get to a year later and it's Thanksgiving once again. I don't know if cousin Amy got invited to this year's because um, she would have a conniption to what happened because. Uh, Callie's like talking about how much she loves Adam and how they've had such a great relationship and how like they're all full after the meal and she looks over and he's kneeling on the floor and he asks her to marry him and the book ends with them becoming engaged and them saying I love you to each other and that is the end of Stuffed a Thanksgiving romance
1: they got engaged after a year yep I don't want to hear it I know <laughs> i'm glad i didn't read the epilogue i liked the original <laughs> ending better where they just you talk like, about fucking
2: <laughs> you, you liked yeah you liked them in, po- in post coitus bliss where he was like oh is this your vibrator how many times you think of me while using it
1: <laughs> and then they go at it another time and that's where yeah, i w- then, wanted it to end
2: yeah it's weird yeah ashlyn do you have questions for us
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Um, So first and foremost, how would you feel about your man going commando? In, In
1: slacks and jeans? Yes. I would be concerned.
2: That's about it. Because what maniac goes
1: commando in jeans and slacks? Does he just, like, not get carpet burn? Like, is he, like, lubed up all the time? No, I mean, like, fabric burn, you know? Yeah, like, I can't imagine
2: a metal zipper up against your penis is very comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like you would have to do more laundry. Because, like, your genitals are just hanging out on your pants. Literally, the whole thing about underwear is so that you don't have to wash those outer clothes like as much. Like That's literally the whole purpose of underwear, kind of, is to
1: mm-hmm.
2: keep the bodily fluids in one place.
1: I guess like, it could be more of a question of, like, where is he tucking? You know, is it, like, <laughs> is in he the tucking? leg? Is, it in is the he waist? tucking at all? Yeah, but, like... In between his butt cheeks. Either way, especially at, like, their stage, because they'd only, like, slept together, like, half a time before that, right? So it's, like, and he, if he if a man were to walk into a sexual encounter with me early on in our relationship and reveal that he's Commando and we hadn't spoken about having sex prior, it would come off to me as, like, oh, so you expected that I would put out tonight and I would be insulted. So, no, I don't want that.
2: Yeah, no, I don't want my mans to be Commando. Uh um. Just because I feel like it'd be uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: So, in in the list of holidays, she says that she would be his his um like fuck buddy for. She says Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Who is having sex on
2: Easter? I was about to make a terrible joke that's going to send me immediately to hell. Were you about to say Mary and Joseph? Uh, no, I was about to say not Jesus, because that's the day. Well, he did rise that day. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know who gets down to to when the Lord rises. I don't know. I don't know how you get jiggy with that.
1: But like, let's let's do the mental math here. Ash and plug your ears. For babies that are born in December, when does the quitus have to happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Isn't it April? Like yeah, May, or April. like March to April? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sneak peek, Roger Power, our listeners. Ashland's birthday episode is coming up soon. <laughs> this is my gift to her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah somebody's fucking on Easter Oops. that's all I have to say <laughs> all you December babies were looking at you
3: um okay She's a
0: lit nerd, like a an English nerd. She's not a science nerd. Why on earth is her shower curtain the periodic table of elements? That is such a good question.
2: That's a great bazinga.
3: <laughs> this, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the Big Bang theory. I'm so serious.
0: This um uh, when I was writing this question, this was
2: going to be followed she up by know, um major the periodic table, she's not interested in the sciences.
1: To, to be all, fair, she does no sciences. I'm gonna put myself on blast right now. Do y'all see this blue thing that's hanging up above my dresser?
2: If that is the damn periodic table, I swear to god,
0: Lauren. Lauren, I mean, but but Lauren is
2: in the sciences, okay? But wait, that's cool. That's the periodic table with the actual parts of the elements like there well it's a tapestry Lauren
0: you're in the sciences even being in social sciences is not
2: the same thing at least you're a science yeah or graphic design I will admit graphic design is not a science that's fair that's fair this
0: um, question was going to be followed up by uh, the RPH girls naming as many elements as they can There's All hydrogen right. and You're helium, helium. Or or lithium, and really, um, Lauren, Lauren, you can't cheat. City, don't get his copyright claim, please. But that's how I remember it. Wait, wait, okay. Uh, I have to. I don't like. don't think do it's a... copyrighted.
1: Hold on, hold on. I don't on. know if it is. Hold on, one, one second. second. Give me. Choice. I need to demonstrate actually a talent of mine. Give me one second.
2: I'm so scared. I only remember parts of the periodic table song. Hold
3: on. <laughs> Hold on.
1: There's a song. Okay, I I need to. You're talking about that uh, the periodic
2: table song. There's hydrogen and Not helium, lithium, beryllium. Not that
1: one. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a moment. I swear <laughs> this is worth it.
3: Play
1: this so TikTok. Come on. that's the one okay so there's this clip of daniel radcliffe when he went on like a talk show and yes. you see the the periodic table elements the whole table and it's like really fast and it's like and i used to memorize it it's, i can't i can't fucking remember anymore hold on yeah i used to know the whole fucking thing and and i was a demon i don't
0: know anymore so there's a song there's two periodic table songs that people like learn when they have to learn a periodic table song there's one that has them in rhyming order and that's the one that most people know because of how fast it is and then if you mm-hmm. had to learn them in the order of the periodic table plus mm-hmm. like symbol you learned the other one yeah that's the one i learned that has been updated twice because we just
2: keep finding elements yep rip. rip science Damn. so i guess that answers I- our questions like we know a few
1: I actually have a childhood memory that just was evoked where I was at Thanksgiving and my uncle who was a chemical engineer came over and I had recently learned that song. So I thought it was cool shit. And I stood in the living room in front of him and like, just like did it at him. And I like, and it was awkward because everyone in your family just like awkwardly applauds. And then you feel like you're hot shit and then you walk away and you're like, now what? That
2: was me. When I learned the president's in order due to my family's president song. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I'll show you guys it after the recording. I'll show you guys my song. You should. Because my grandma came up with it and everything. Or or it was her great grandma. I don't remember. Anyway, what's your next question, Ashlyn?
0: Uh, My next question is, how many books that mention arson or an arsonist can we read? I thought the same thing.
1: Yeah. I gasped. Is there like a like a subliminal connection between sex and Arson? It's very passionate. It's fiery We're, even. we supposed to be
0: asking you that. Yeah. Floyd would have loved you. Oh, <laughs> um, thanks. I got no response to this when I texted it in the group earlier today while I was reading. I don't need Anne Frank referenced
2: in my porn book. <laughs> God, I but I didn't get there until right before we started. Wait, I did don't... I miss this? Where was Anne? You just, it's you in the, okay. Anne Frank's diary. He mentions it. I was like, he was like, oh, this is one of my favorites. I'm like, Anne Frank's diary was one of your favorite books. Okay.
3: So. <laughs>
0: There we go. Okay. So, she has her <laughs> journal from 2006 on the table. He thinks it's someone's book that she's editing. He's, she's like, no, it's my diary, you can't read it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, did you write things about me? And so they argue about that for a minute. Did you put
2: names in, like, hearts?
0: Did you write poetry about my eyes? Would you compare them to? Yeah. Okay. So, um, he says... Actually, she says, you know, I used to love the diary of Anne Frank. Now, if she knew that school children were reading her personal words about her vagina, I bet she would have been completely beside herself. That's in the same sentence. Yep. Mm -hmm. Literally, it is. What did you compare my eyes to? He asked, uh, enjoying himself way too much. Emeralds. It was emeralds. Never mind that his eyes were light green diary van frank quote all right all right he said shaking his head breaching for me i was just teasing you cal
2: yeah lauren has left the chat (laughs) oh my god she left she's gone i can't do this anymore
0: (laughs) about five lines later they're making out again
2: yep yeah right after yep
1: Nothing turns me on more. <laughs> Don't you dare! Don't you dare! Do not! Okay, Do Lauren, not. Listen, listen. That, this I'm is where we end the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't finish Nothing the sentence. You can't hold it against me. <sighs> this is where. This is where we're ending the episode. Is there any other questions?
0: Yeah, my last question. Actually, it's a 2 parter question. What's your rating out of five? And would you read
2: another book by this author? I'll let Laura take the floor first.
1: I think I would read a more recent novella by this author with a stipulation in the hope that the character writing is a little more like relevant and like three dimensional. I think, because I think since we're reading twenty sixteen material, the characters felt quite a bit like cheesy and out of touch to me, and not in, like a romantic like this is really cute kind of way, but in a cheesy of like God, don't remind me of the sins and the jokes of my past, um yeah, that it's being it's, said, it's not hallmark cute, yeah, exactly, that being said though, i th- I did also think the erotica was very good, um I thought it was very well re- well written. I did like the trope of like brother's best friend. Um, I wish they'd gone into that a little more with like the tension with like the family. Yeah, Yeah. but they didn't. But, you know, I think there's room for improvement. So I think overall, I would give it right in the middle of the road, like a three. And yes, I would read it if it was a more recent installment. Because I want to see how her writing has progressed.
2: So you and I actually have the same the same rating and the same opinion that um Ayy. we would read another piece by her. So I rated it a three. The same reasons. I was like, there were a lot of parts which were very cheesy and kind of just like, this isn't really my thing. But I'm giving her props for the erotica because it was written. It was written well in the sense of like, there was still enough to the imagination. But it was still... Like it was just done well. I can't really describe it like there's there's a very thin line between bad erotica and good erotica um, and I liked that, and I liked there were definitely some quotes that I liked, but there were a lot of things that I did not like, like they were reminding of my existence as a teenager in twenty sixteen and things that were popular back in twenty sixteen um i didn't like the one dimensionality of the characters um because i felt like i didn't know them and i didn't understand their motivations but overall i would rate it a three because it, like again i agree with lauren i think there's a lot of room for improvement um but overall it wasn't like it's not the worst thing we've read on this podcast i will just say that um so yes, I would read definitely something by this author again, especially if we could do like a whole episode just dedicated to her short stories. I would read those in a heartbeat. I'd read those for tipsy fanfic night.
1: I want to read depression at 4 a.m. I want to read depression at 4 a.m. And, and
2: Clitoria and little Dickie. I want to read that so bad. That sounds so fun. And with that, I think that's the end for tonight. So, hey, everyone we've got socials you should go follow them uh we've got tiktok instagram uh we've got i mean we're on spotify so go listen to us there um i'm just listing things at random at this point aren't i uh we've got youtube we've got x uh which lauren likes to tweet all of our quotes out on that um yeah go look for us We're probably there. And thank you for listening to tonight. And we look forward to looking for like reading more books for you Um, or fanfics or whatever we decide. We don't know what we're doing anymore. Um, Anyway, good night, you frisky folks. Happy Thanksgiving to
1: all those who celebrate it. Happy fucksgiving to everybody who celebrates Uh, Join
0: us in two weeks for what will be my birthday episode. I'm so excited Uh, where we will suffer through Ashlyn's birthday episode this time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Raunchy Power Hour. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at the RPH podcast. Send us book recs to our email, raunchypowerhour at gmail.com or at the link in our bio on any of our socials. As always, stay raunchy.